When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, welcome into Talk or Go Home. Nick Wilson, Clint Thompson, David Murphy, and we've got two really special guests with us today. Uh, a, a legend, an actual legend of himself, Josh Seawright, somebody that, that he, <laughs> he went mm, on that. Uh, and then another one, actually, another actual legend, uh, an Ohachi legend, actually, because he's not from here, but coached her for a while. Did pretty well, I'd say. For the most yeah, part, would be. Uh, is coach, it, uh, it is raining. Wow. Okay. Uh, coach Rush Probst, coach, welcome in. Josh, welcome in. We're going to sit, and if you can't tell what the topic of of today's episode is going to be about, it's going to be about football. So, yay! Uh, yeah, football. <laughs> Specifically, it's been thirty years since the '92 Asheville football season, where you coached the Bulldogs, you played on that squad, you coached for that team. Y'all went twelve and two. You go down to Elba, and <laughs> coach went mm, that time, and uh, didn't didn't got got knocked out basically. So real three, quick, three called back. Let's three called back. <laughs> well, before we get to that, let's talk about the lead up. I think you wanted to go ahead and start off with some questions for coach about. Let's start at the genesis of this whole thing. Yeah, we want to tell us how you got into coaching, but tell us. Go back to Ohatchee, though. Tell us about when you played at Ohatchee and make that Ohatchee-Asheville connection because there's a lot of connections there. When you played there, tell us about who, who was there, the principal and the mm-hmm. coaches that were there that eventually got you here to Asheville. Well, the, at Ohatchee, we, 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 we had a really good program going on. Uh, we'd played for a state championship in 70, uh, 71, got beat in the semifinals to the team who won the state championship. And then uh, – I played as a ninth grade, 72, 73, 74, and 75 under Reagan Clark. And Ken Logan, Jerry Ellard, which is from Raglan, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, Tim McTaggart. Those were the four coaches. And so, you know, we uh, we didn't play Asheville. When I was, when I was at Ohatchee, we didn't play Asheville. So the connection there was at Ohatchee, we were winning great culture, uh, we had great teams, and Coach Clark was just a very uh, – he'd played under the legendary and coached under the legendary Lou Scales at Alexandria. So, you know, learned a lot of football as a player, uh, enjoyed it. I played football, I played basketball, and I ran track. And so um, – and then, of course, when Coach Logan became the principal here, obviously, and then hired Coach Clark and myself, that was the connection, was to come over here and build a – type of program that Ohatchee had had in the 70s. Now, was Grover Whaley, was he the principal? Absolutely. There, was. At Grover that time. Whaley was the principal. So you've mentioned Coach Clark, you mentioned Mr. Logan, and you mentioned being a track star, and I wanted to touch on that <laughs> in just a second. Now, they called you the Ohatchee Flash over there, right? Sometimes. And it's amazing that you could run that fast because you only had nine toes, right? Mm, You'd shot right. one off in a rabbit hunting accident. Absolutely. With okay. my coaches. Okay. I'm learning so wow. much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Where's a pen? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, we're not going to get a shot of this on video or anything. No. But it's one of his toes. It kind of makes a Y. Yeah. <laughs> he's got. Now, I can't believe you could run that fast. Well, the, what's crazy about it is they got two toes, or two of the toes are grown together. Yeah, exactly. And then on that same foot, I shot the whole ball of the foot out. The whole ball was <laughs> oh powdered up. Shot, coach. <laughs> so, the and, legend grows. And I was, not, I was not that fast. But prior to the accident, so what happened, I think, was uh, is, uh, less drag. And so, yeah. Probably. Now, what happened, Coach Clark would give me, I don't think they ever thought I could play again. So the doctors had told me I couldn't play. So I'd go bother Coach Clark. He'd give me the keys, go to the weight room during the off season. So I started working out in the weight room when nobody else was. They were doing weight room stuff, but not like I was. And I was pounding my legs every day. And all of a sudden, I could get to where I could take one leg and do that hundred and that leg extension, that hundred and I don't ten pounds. I think I could do that twenty five or thirty times. Then I could turn over on my back and do the thing. So my legs blew up. And then, so that spring, they wouldn't let me go through spring going into my junior year. So that summer, I went to Coach Clark. I said, Coach, I want to play again. He said, You think you can? I said, Yeah, I think I can. So what happens, they gave me a nine-and-a-half right shoe and an eight-and-a-half left shoe. Yes, because I remember Coach Clark raising cane about it because of the dadgum. You had to pay for two pairs of shoes. But, <laughs> and so, anyway, you had them molding cleats, you know, and they were big back then. They just had come out, like my junior, maybe sophomore year. So next thing I know, I went a spot as a free safety and then I end up earning a spot as a wide receiver tied in about week four. But I end up having like 10 or 11 interceptions that year as a junior safety and probably scored five touchdowns on offense. And then all of a sudden, track, all of a sudden I could run pretty good. So You're really sucking cups over on Creek Bank. Exactly right. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, of course, you know, we, they did away with track. My senior year, the funny thing is they did away with track. So me and Wayne Whaley, of all people, he liked throwing a disc in the shot. So we went as a two-man team to all these track meets, and I didn't even wear an old hatchet yeah, thing. I remember that? Cypress Garden, because I, I loved the water skis. So we, we had that thing. We went. Long story short, I won the 100, I won the 200, and won the long jump. And uh, had a lot of fun and uh, could run pretty decent. Let's I see. did not know I, I did not either. You. That is awesome. I don't think many people knew that. Well, the bad, you know, it, where, the, where the gunshot was bad was because uh, basketball-wise, when I was in the ninth grade, basketball-wise, I, I was pretty decent. I was like second or third leading scorer in, in the county. So I could fill it up. So I never got back basketball. What I mean, I was just an average basketball player when I was a junior or senior, but, of course, didn't play anything as 10th grader because I got hurt. But uh, what was crazy, the reason I got hurt was is Coach Clark, he, he liked to kill the coaches. I was scheduled back for practice that day. I'd been out four weeks with appendicitis. So I'd missed four weeks with appendicitis operation. Coming back on that day, so that day we were out of school late October and we had two games left. And so I told Logan in, in class, and I said, man, I know where a bunch of rabbits are. <laughs> so they're right across from my house, right behind the football field at Ohachi. So all we had to do is cross the creek, and there's tons of them. Sure enough, that him, Ellard, and McTiger got dogs. We killed about 20 rabbits, 25 rabbits. And what the funny part, they're taking me to the hospital after I shot my foot. I'm in the back laying with the dogs. <laughs> my foot is up. I got my foot propped up. I'm holding my foot propped up. 
course, it's dripping blood, and these people would come up to the red light behind me, and they go, "Oh God!" Look. <laughs> and uh, it was just weird, but uh, but it was, it was a long ordeal. I was in I was in a boot cast for six months. Well, you wow. uh, you didn't win a state championship at Ohatchee, but your brother did. Like the next year, probably two, two years later. Two years, they did win one. Yeah, they we went we went ten and one, and uh, we'd beaten Ramburn twenty one to nothing in the regular season. They never crossed the 50-yard line. We play them in the first round of the playoffs. We'd beat them three straight. We'd beat them my junior year, regular season, and playoffs. Senior, beat them in the regular season. Them suckers beat us 12-7. to We turned it over six times at night. They win the state championship. They walked the state championship, you know, three weeks later. So, And then the next year, Ohachi went 12-1, and but didn't win it. And then the following year, they won it. And then you went on to Jacksonville? State. Mr. Jackson State a played a little football. Played on that. Played there for three years. Jimmy and Fuller, coach. coach. Well, Clarky Mayfield first, and then he was killed in a fire up in Kentucky, trying to go in and help people, and he killed, and he killed himself or accidentally. But obviously, he was trying to save other people. And then Coach Fuller got the job. Watson Brown was the offensive coordinator, so learned a lot about the throw game because at Jackson State in the seventies, we had a guy named Bobby Ray Green. That could throw throw it very well. We had some good receivers and Daryl Ronald Young and Speedy Brown and all that bunch at Jack State. And you playing wide receiver, right? Playing wide receiver. You overslept one morning. Practice, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, did yeah, that happen? Yeah, I did. And and I'll never sleep over. I slept one uh, overslept one more time. But did they even notice you was gone. Oh yeah. I was hoping they wouldn't because I was a walk-on. You splash some water on the face. So I, so I walk in there. At the end of practice, I walk in there, and I'm sitting there in the cafeteria acting like nothing had happened. And finally, the receiver coach comes over and says, where the heck are you today? And I said, what do you mean? He said, don't lie to me, boy. I know you wasn't at practice today because I didn't have a scout receiver. And you've been playing that scout receiver. I said, coach, I can't admit I was slept. So for the next three mornings at 5.30 in the morning, they ran the holy mess out of me. So obviously you, you went and bought an alarm clock. Who was, your, who was your receivers coach? Do you remember? High Tower, Coach High Tower, and then uh, but they kept moving me back and forth from safety, Coach Markham to High Tower receiver, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and I'd always battle up to be the number two whatever. And if you all remember back in those days, Auburn would run off a bunch of players, or somebody would run off, and we'd get a bunch of transfers in. I'd go mm-hmm. right back down the final. Right. So, <laughs> It got it got a little bit. I, the mistake I made is I listened to the wrong person about getting into coaching at that time at Sachs High School. I should have stayed another year. I'd have played must that fourth year. I'd have played a good bit. Not, I don't know if I started, but I'd have played. Now, Coach Prost, I want you to understand that Coach Murphy currently does drive a school bus here for the high school. Well, uh, here and uh, <laughs> he uh, kind of threw you out under there just a little bit there, telling all those stories. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot more stories <laughs> than he could tell. Trust me. So he he's good to me so far. If if the if the gun accident is the only thing he brings up today, we're in good shape. I'm feeling there's gonna be a lot more. Right <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm just I'm just easing in. <laughs> just easing in, he says. Right, what else you got then? Well, y'all, y'all go ahead. Let me think for a while. Okay. So, but Ohachi was a great experience. I mean, because we were winning, and you learned how to win from Coach Clark. So, and then when I graduated from Jacksonville State. I did my practice teaching under Lou Scales at Alexandria. What was that like? What was oh, Coach Scales like? Because, I mean, he's a legend. A legend. A legend. And Larry Ginn was the OC. Mm-hmm. So, the I learned a lot. Legend you know, what I learned was offensive organization that I don't remember in high school as a player. So, as a coach, 
I don't I don't ever remember anybody ever doing this because you know Coach Clark was innovative in his way, mm-hmm. but Lou Scales was innovative in his way. So we had four offensive groups, and every Wednesday at practice we'd end football practice with a thirty minute circuit. So get this, so circuit A was the power eye. You're in power eye, short yardage power eye. Just every play, you had a group of people running that. This group over here was running the run and shoot, and they were running run and shoot stuff. The third group was running the wing T, the wing T plays, so the stuff that was different. And then the fourth group was running trick plays. But here was the amazing part about it. We had enough players to have four groups. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because at Alexandria, you know, back in them days, you didn't have no off season. So everybody just came out in August. Right. You know, I don't even know if how much spring they had back then. I'm sure they did, Coach mm-hmm. Skills did. But what amazed me is how many kids he was able to keep out because guess what? Where I learned this is he involved everybody. Sure. So if you're a four-string wide receiver, you're, you're repping for the last 30 minutes of practice, and you're getting all four deals. Right. All four deals. Now, when you got to the power eye, obviously mm-hmm. you had more tight ends and fullbacks, and the yeah. receivers didn't go. So, And I think that's what he did is, you know, the extra receivers that was in that group would go spell the other groups. But so – if you remember, and I coached against him in 81, 82, 83, 84, and 85. They won it in 85. Alexandria did. Point being is everybody was involved. Everybody learned a that position well, and their offense was enormous. Coach, Coach Scales could win so many different ways. I mean, he could line up and power you to death. He could line up and trick you to death. He could line up and throw the football very well, or he could misdirection you in wing T. Mm-hmm. So – Coach Clark did that. You remember spring of 88, you were playing, correct? Mm-hmm. We would have a three-hour and 40 – I still got the practice schedule from Coach Clark. Three hours, 45 minutes practice. And we would go the wing tee period and the wishbone period. And if it wasn't going good, if it wasn't going good, he just wind his – Wind his clock back. But I, but, <laughs> Start over. But so he got that – he got that then – and I didn't experience that much in high school from him because we were dead set in the wishbone and we were winning 10, 10 games a year. So, you know, we were we were rolling pretty good, although Coach Clark had started off in a power eye with a tailback-oriented offense. When he got to 72, if you remember, Coach Bryant went to the wishbone in 71. Coach Clark went to the wishbone in 72. And so I think they're the – if you this is way for Ronnie y'all's time. Livingston was was having a great program. They were running the no huddle wishbone oh, with wow. two quarterback system. Uh, it was a kid out of Thompson and a, a player named Willie Slater, and Livingston won the national championship in '71. The same year Alabama broke out in the wishbone. West Alabama then Livingston either broke it out that year or the following year under Jack Crow. Jack Crow was the OC, and and they were, uh, you know, and then he became obviously the head coach there too. But, but you know, it was they were innovative a lot back then, and you know, I remember us being no huddle too because we would say Ohatchee, Lincoln, Talladega. Okay, so what word meant? So the second word usually was the live call. Mm-hmm. Right. So. In, in your mind, he would go, Ohatchee, Lincoln, Talladega. Well, you knew what that play was in the middle. And then he could change it up. If, if people started getting 
keen to it, but we were completely no huddle my junior and senior year at Owachi High School. So the no huddle is not, not new. Yeah. Yeah. I played in it, and then that's why, I mean, I'm only time I've been in the huddle was when in Heflin in, in 81 through 85, Coach McGuirk wanted to be, we were an eye offense, and he wanted to be in the huddle. So 81 through 85, you was at Heflin, and then you left there, and you went to Georgia for a little while? At Cherokee that, High School in Canton, Georgia. With uh, Joel Williams. Williams. Joel Williams. And, and, then, and then you came here in, uh, with Coach Clark. Yes, in 87. In 87. Now, why was it that you wanted to come back here? Or come here to ask whether it just calls Coach Clark, Coach Clark and Coach Logan. Coach Logan, that's, yep. there's your O'Hatchie connection. Right, that, that was it. Because I could have gone to Notre Dame High School in Chattanooga. Could have gone to Mountain Brook as an assistant. And I wanted to be a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'd been the baseball coach at, um, at at Heflin, and we'd had some good teams. Just couldn't ever beat Mumford because um, they had a really good program. But my point being is, I wanted to be a baseball coach. That's the reason I got into coaching. Then. When I came here, it was all football. Asheville didn't have – if we had a baseball program, I don't remember it very well, but in 87. But it was all about going to work for Coach Clark, Coach Logan. And really, the thing – one other reason I came here, I've never sitting in that office right over there. Mm-hmm. And Logan looking me in the eye and said, you know, Rush, because I had applied for the head job. Mm-hmm. And Coach Clark had applied. And I didn't really know Coach Clark had applied for the head job. I had applied for the head job. And I was talking to Logan about coming to be the head guy. Well, when he told me in Auburn, he said, I'm hiring Coach Clark. And I, I said, that's fine with me. He said, I want you to come with him. He said, I've already talked to Coach Clark about it. He wants you to come. Man, when I left there, I felt this high because I was so excited to know that Coach Clark approved to me to be one of his assistant coaches. So I turned down really good jobs. i have been offered the defense coordinator job at Lake City, Columbiana, which is a big program, a really good program in, in North Florida, where I only had to have – I had one driver's ed class, and the other six periods of the day I was in a field house working on football. We had – we were loaded with players. I'd interviewed for that job, interviewed, for, of course, for Notre Dame up in Chattanooga, and then Mountain Brook had a position for me. So there were several options I had to do that, and uh, but I wanted to come here with him and Coach Logan and really to turn this program around – because I knew they'd not had any success, playoff wins or not being in the playoffs, but only what one other time that was Pennington in '86. '86, yeah. So I don't, you know, and I knew they'd had some good talent in the '70s because I remember mm-hmm. in the All Star game, mm-hmm. this was under Coach Bryant, they'd always have the 1A2A All Star game North South in Tuscaloosa, and, and then you had a 3A4A. Well, Asheville had some really good players that played in that in the '70s now, and so I knew there had been some talent here in the 70s that they couldn't get mm-hmm. to the pinnacle of where they needed to go. And so that drew, that drew me here. That, I wanted to come here because of all that. Challenge. Yeah. It's all about challenge, yeah. guys. So that's, that was 87. Mm-hmm. And that was an 0-10 season. 0-10 season. And then the, <laughs> the next season, a lot better, 5-5. Five five do, you know, do you know the last game we lost in 87 and how it happened? Recall it. See how smart. I, I, you I tell can me. recall. I, can, I don't remember. We're playing Springville. At Springville. Uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, Springville's our art travel. We do not like So we're playing Springville at Springville. They had Rock Woody and they had um, the, the other kid that was a great baseball player, too. Brandon Moore. Yeah. Yes. And um, Brandon, Brandon's coaching at UAB now, isn't he? Maybe. I, I don't know. But but I do know this, Rock Woody. So we're lining up. We'd played him tough the whole game. I mean, we're right there. We're two points down. And um, – 
We're either two points down or two points up. I cannot remember. But we're going to kick a field goal. We're on back to 25, and we have a decent field goal kicker. And uh, it was Russ White, if I remember right. Uh, Russ Wise? No, yeah, Russ Wise. 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 Yeah. Verl's son. So we line up to kick the field goal to either win the game. I'm wrong. Right, let me flip that. They're lined up to kick yeah. the field goal to beat us. That's what it is. They're lined up. We're up by two points. That's what it was. They're lined up to kick the field goal to beat us, okay? We block it with like seven or eight seconds to go, ten seconds to go. We block it, and they scoop and score. Well, that's just the way it goes. They scooped and <laughs> scored and beat us. Rock, rock that's the way it went that season. Well, the ball – see, the ball went – we block it, so what happens? The ball's behind the line of scrimmage. It's a live ball. So we, you're, we're celebrating the block. Rock Woody goes over and scoops it and scores the touchdown to win the game. Well, how in the world are we two points ahead of that bunch? I don't know. Rock Woody and Brandon Moore we're and all that bunch. Coaching. <laughs> coaching. Ah, yeah. well, it's, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because 2013 we played Susan Moore at Susan Moore, I believe, yep. and the yep. exact same thing. We block it. They're going to go up and, and, and try to have a chance for a win. There was 12 seconds left. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it. There was 12 yeah. seconds we, left on the we, clock. We block it. Everybody's celebrating. They scoop and score. Yep. It's just, you know, we just didn't understand the situation, I guess, and, and ended up ended up. Since that, that day, the next year, you remember this, your senior year, Coach Clark worked that play. You know, he'd throw the ball over there. Mm-hmm. Behind the line of scrimmage, you do what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If across the line of scrimmage, you do what? We And so I've done that for 31 <laughs> years as a head coach. It sticks with you. You, you work that play. And it's amazing how kids don't know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know it. So I try to do it every third week. we got special situations. So every second or third week on Thursday, we do special situation stuff in the morning. And that's one play that we're going to make sure that we're – and it has come into play a couple of times. I bet. Maybe three or four times where we've had we've blocked something and our players have known what to do. Um, I mean, we all saw what the Cowboys did that day on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The guy – I mean, yeah. an NFL player, and he went over and tried to get on it and – Gave him another shot to win the game, and ended up getting them beat. But, uh, but that's that was eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and then you know the the thing that haunts me a little bit about the eighty-eight season, your senior year. Do you remember what happened in the Sars game? Uh, last play of the game, pretty much. They scored and beat us. They're number one team in the state. Yep, they were number one. We're ahead. There is fourth and goal. You remember that fourth and goal from the four. And so, what I what I I'm calling the defense. And Coach Clark's beside me, Bill's to my left, Coach is to the right. And I tell Coach, I said, look, let's go base, let's go base, let's go base, not goal line. We'd been in goal line, but on third down, we had tackled the quarterback for a loss all the way back to the four. They had been in our two, and we were in goal line defense, extra D line and all that stuff. So I call base defense because I'm thinking, well, they're going to throw. I mean, they got to throw. It's fourth and four. It actually may have been fourth and five. So we go base defense. And I remember Coach Clark looking at me dead in the eye and said, you sure? I said, Coach, they're not going to run the football. We've stuffed them two or three times. Sure enough, they line up and run off tackle and walk in the end zone. And to this day, I felt so bad for Coach Clark that I made that decision that probably cost us the game. I mean, I probably should have stayed in goal line defense. Now, statistically – Analytically, you you go to base defense, or now what we call nickel. You know, you go to nickel or base or regular or whatever, but you don't you don't play goal line defense on fourth and goal from the four and a half. But so, so we're five. You defense coordinator was five and five, losing mm-hmm. the first round. Mm-hmm. Coach Clark 
Resigned. Had a tragic accident. His wife gets killed. He resigns, yep. and you take over as head coach. Yeah, that was next a, year. That was a tough couple of weeks after Judy was killed in a car wreck. And I'll never forget that day. Coach Clark was going to take her home. We we're in the gym, and she walks in, and Coach Clark, I'm getting ready to go to ninth grade practice. Me and Bill are. She said, no, you're not. I'm fine. I'm going to drive myself home. You're going to do JV basketball. Rush, you and Bill, go do ninth grade basketball. I'll be good. We argued for five minutes about it, and she put her foot down and said, I'm taking my own self home. And so she, so Coach Clark backed down and said, okay. So I rode, me and Bill rode over to middle school over there when it was across town. And 45 minutes later, Tom Sanders walked in, and he was white as a sheet. It was white as your shirt. And I went, oh, my God, what's happened? He said, come on, get in the car with me. No, go, Coach Logan needs you and Bill in the office immediately. On the way over there, I knew, I knew something. I knew something happened. But when we got, that's one of the most, that's the toughest situation I can ever remember. But, and then Coach, I think passing that car wreck, that tree was bent for years. For years, that tree was bent that she hit going from Ohatchee, out of Ohatchee, right before you get into Alexandria. Well, before you get to that, um, oh crap, that church pit on the right, that, that gravel deal. Yeah. So it's, it's really the end of Ohatchee, start of Alexandria, if you know anything about that. And she just ran off that road and hit it. So um, I think him seeing that tree bent every day, because I remember there'd be mornings he would come in, late January, February. I mean, he, just, he was not himself. He just wasn't himself. He was so depressed and Judy Clark's probably the best coach's wife I've ever known. I mean, there's, you couldn't find a better person, um, better wife, better coach's wife, all of it. And so going through that was tough on him. So he, about third week of February, he says, hey, Rush, uh, this is on Thursday afternoon. He goes, you and I are going to Panama City tomorrow. I'm thinking, what in the world am I going to coach Clark to Panama City? He said, yes, sir. Getting a, I said, yes, sir. <laughs> And so we got in the car, and we rode all the way down there. He drove, wouldn't let me drive, down there. And he didn't say a word. He did not. Wow. He didn't tell me nothing. We just drove. We chit-chatted about football, chit-chatted about off-season, about spring practice and personnel stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, we're just going to go down here and have a little mini clinic. But why is Bill and John not with us? You know, why? You know, why? You know, so we get down there. We go out to dinner. We go to that uh, steak place. What's that place called down there? Um, long, not long. Uh, Angelo's? Angelo. Uh, and we go to Angelo's. Where he wanted to go. So we go to Angelo's. We eat. So we get back. To, we go back to the room. He said, I need to come back to the room with me. I know you want to go out probably, but I need to talk to you. So we get in the room, and he looks me dead in the eye, and he says, I'm, I'm resigning. And uh, I want you to have the job. And, I mean, it took me back, man. I mean, it just it just really shocked me that he was getting out. He said, I just can't, I can't work there another day. I just can't do it. And so I'm thinking, on the way back, we leave. That was Friday night. I think we leave the next day to come back. I know we do. We come back on Saturday afternoon. And uh, we come, on the way back, I'm driving. He's riding. And he talks to me the whole way through of how he's going to do this. Hey, look, I'm not telling a soul. You're the only person. Don't you tell Bill nothing. Don't tell, John, don't tell nobody anything. I'm going to go through spring. I'll have all the practice schedules done. I'll have everything done. We'll go through just like we're getting ready to. So that was that spring of 89, mm -hmm. which would have been your freshman year, right? Right. 89, 90, yeah. Been your freshman year. Because so. I was the only freshman y'all brought up that's that year. That's right. 
for the spring practice. And so we, we're – Because Larry was mad at you. Too hard. Because he thought you was going to put me on the high school team the whole time. Right. And he wasn't going – because we still did junior high that's back right. then. That's ninth right. graders was. Oh, wow. That's right. That's exactly right. And we knew that – and I, we knew y'all were a good group of players. And so he talked – and we talked about that. So, we, anyway, we we get back and we go through spring practice. And I think probably – back then you had 15 days, not not 10. It was yeah. 15 days over about four weeks the way we did it. Maybe had 18 days. Maybe 18 days at that time. I think we went three days a week, maybe four days a week. Yeah. We, we didn't go every day, no, I remember that. No, because we practiced four hours a day. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, and all Coach Clark wanted was blood. I mean, blood, that's, yeah. that's all he talked about, blood. Physical. I want blood. Yeah, he made us chant one time, blood, blood, we want blood. <laughs> that's right. You remember that? Yeah, I remember, I remember that. But he, we couldn't stop somebody bleeding. So. That's right. <laughs> that's true. And he, uh, Somebody sneaking razor hey, blades you remember, out you there. Remember like him was it you he t- tied your arm? Who's that he tied no, the arm? No, I think that was Darren Bothell. Because yeah, he was Darren. holding. He yeah, was holding. Yeah, Darren, he made it and threw him a pass. He made yeah. him tie his arm behind the back and yeah. threw him a pass. Yeah, because he was holding all the yeah. time. He said, oh, I'm, I'm going to teach you that. So he ties his arm behind his back, makes him play with his arms tied behind his back. <laughs> and uh, and that, But, you know, back then, that's just what you, you coach yeah. with. You coach with intimidation back then, and he was he was, he was was very intimidating. He was. Now, I mean, to be this yeah. tall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was scared to death of it. I was a foot taller than him. Did he not like? I'm scared to death of him to this day. Yes. Yeah. 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 Walk around school and uh, In the school, out of the school. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. On the football didn't field. Didn't light it. Never lit Never it. Never lit well, it. Well, he could have possibly lit a pipe in the. Yeah, he could, yeah he, I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's neither here nor there. But, yeah. but let me finish it with Coach. I, I think this is very important. Go ahead, Coach. So I'm at, I'm at Piedmont a few months ago. And I'd had COVID sick. Just very weak from all that stuff. So, because I get, didn't get there until the first of August, so I get COVID early or mid mid September, probably somewhere along there. So I planned to go see Coach. I talked to him on the phone, but I wanted he didn't live but a mile from me, up on the mountain. So I didn't get to go see him. Didn't get to go see him. So finally, I got better and turkey season had started. And I said, I called him. I said, Hey, what are you doing? He said, I'm just sitting in the house. I said, Well, I'm going to come see you. And so I went up there and I spent. Four and a half hours of the best four and a half hours you could ever spend with a human being. It was just tremendous. And we laughed and we talked about Asheville. We talked about Ohatchee. We talked about my career. We talked about his career going back to Ohatchee for the second time. We talked about everybody and anybody that could, I mean, everything. I mean, if you, for four and a half hours, solid. And so finally, he gets up, he gets up and he was struggling to walk. He's on a walker. And he walked, and I told him, I said, Coach, you ain't got to get up. He walks me to the car, and uh, I drive off. And, I mean, I just – I remember driving – backing out of the driveway, and I'm looking at him, and he's giving me – he did that. And, I mean, I just looked straight at him, and I've hesitated for about two seconds, and I saluted him back. And I, that's that's image is in my brain because two days later, Bill called me, and he died, died in his sleep. So that was on Thursday, and he died Saturday night. And so that, and I spoke at his funeral, and me and Coach Logan both spoke at his funeral, and that, that's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do is speak at his funeral. I mean, I, mean I, I, I didn't sleep. You can ask my wife. I didn't sleep for two nights. And I would write the speech, I'd tear it up. I'd write the speech, I'd tear it up. I'd write, I mean, what do you say about a man that's your mentor, a guy that probably means as much to me as any man I've ever met, uh, had more influence on my life than any man I've ever met? Um, 
him and my dad, to me, were just about one and the same. Uh, both were heroes. So uh, that, that was a tough speech, to, be, to say the least. But, you know, to go back and, you know, to, to the 89 year, um, you know, I got the job first Tuesday, whenever the board meets early June, they voted me in and um, became the head football coach. And then we had, um, you know, you were on that staff and. Well, Coach Clark asked me to start helping that spring before I ever graduated. Right. So he did a lot for me. Was, was you and Cardin? No, just, just you? Just me and then Lance, Lance Smith. That's right, Lance later, Smith. Later on. Yeah, he come the next. Was Tom Sanders on our first original staff in 89? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that before. He was um, – he came over here and he scouted that first year. That's and right. And then – Like an 88. Yeah, when Coach Clark was still here. But then your first year when we was 5-5, five and five, head coach, he was a defense coordinator because we went and played Plainview and he was sick that night and couldn't go. Right, when that they night. beat us 27-0. So we was 5-5 five and five that first year he was head coach. And you know we who, lost them in the first round. You know who intercepted him passes that well, night? Well, probably um, – Pruitt, probably. He had three interceptions yeah. against us that night. Yep. And he was a, he starting did, quarterback, too, wasn't he? He's also a true ninth grader. Yeah. He had three picks in that game. Wow. But, yeah. And uh, and his and his dad, Dale Pruitt's back at Plainview yeah, this year. Yeah, that's what I, I heard. He, he's coming back. But, uh, yeah, and then we got beat in the first round. But, we, you know, we started out 3-0. and Yeah. And uh, we'd beat Ohatchee over there. And remember that big game? And went over there and beat them pretty good uh, in the uh, 89 season. And started out like three and zero. Then all of a sudden, the wheels came off. And what happened to, if you remember, is Pod Patterson brought a Susan Moore team here, and they physically beat us to death. We lost like three or four players to in, some of them season-ending injuries. I mean, we had kids that couldn't practice the next week, couldn't play the next week, and uh, physical. It was very, very, very physical. I mean, it, it was a close ball game. But it was just we lost a physical battle, and then uh, of course in '90 we go one and nine, and uh, and we beat North Sand Mountain. That's the no, that's the next. That's the next year. I think we beat Pleasant Valley that in '90. In '90. Now the next, I think so. And then the next year is North Sand Mountain. North Sand Mountain. Well, yeah, yeah but we went seven and three his junior yeah. year. Yeah, junior year. My that's tenth a North grade Sand year. Mountain year. But your tenth grade year, what happened? We went one and nine. I can tell you. We went one and nine. Yeah, tenth grade year, one and nine, and when he's junior, seven, seven three. and three. Yeah, we lost to Chelsea, Springville, Moody, Moody. Moody's one that knocked us out of the playoffs. Well, we lost a designated counter because Chelsea at that time was a designated they, counter. That's right. And we lost to them. If we hadn't yep. lost to Chelsea, we'd have made the playoffs probably. But you know, but anyway, we were seven and three. Now we're to his junior year. Mm -hmm. and let's let's talk a little bit about that. That year, because that was, I think that's pivotal. Well, no, yeah, I, I, let's yeah. back up. Ninety was pivotal, and I'm gonna tell you why. When Josh, B.J. Crosby, Countryman, all of us, all of them come from Steele. Yes, and tenth grade yeah, was yeah. But the ninety season. Here's what you got to say in the ninety season. The ninety season was important because what I did with them in ninety is we beat. We, we y'all would play JV every Monday night. We would play junior high. No, I'm talking about your 10th grade year. Oh, 10th grade year, your yeah. 10th grade Y'all would play JV on Monday night and turn around and play varsity on Friday, Friday night. night. that's right. And practice on t Monday full pass, yeah, go play on Monday matter. night. And it, it developed a culture with that group in the 90s. Well, we just didn't, we didn't know anything but hard work. But I mean, was that y'all's 10th grade year or your 11th grade year mm -hmm. that y'all played those eight JV games? My 10th grade year is when tenth. we played all the JV. Yeah. That's when we played I didn't Alexandria. play any JV my – my my junior, junior year. No, okay, but so y'all played a bunch of games. Y'all played eight yeah. JV, then you started on 
Friday night. So y'all played yes. 18 games. 18 games. Yeah, those kind of reps are huge. Yeah. Yes. That kind of but, he, yeah. but here's what people don't realize. He would go through a two-hour practice, two-and-a-half-hour practice. Before the game. Before the game, and then go play a JV game. Yes. And, and a lot of times with only a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a ham sandwich or nothing. It was whatever the lunchroom fixed for. Yeah. yeah. I mean – yeah, and then you, and then you come back. <laughs> hey, listen. I told you it's okay once, but that's about six times. <laughs> yeah. But then, listen, then we would go, we would go uh, Tuesday full gear, Wednesday full gear. Yeah. Because I knew in 90, we weren't going to win a lot of ball games. I knew that we needed to develop winning culture with y'all. So how, what did we do at Jamie? How many games did we win? Did we go six and two, seven and one, five and three? <sighs> Well, I know we played Alexandria and Hefnick. We played good competition. Yes, we did. And uh, I, I don't think we won those two when we played them. We six and two. I, yeah. think, I think we played eight games and we were six and two, if I'm not mistaken. So y'all was playing on Monday and Friday. Monday yes. and Fridays. Yes. And that was like, yeah. that was me, B.J. Crosby, Mike Doe, Scott Franklin. Countryman. Countryman. Now, let me say one every thing. Every one of us that were Maurice seniors, Bale. Maurice Bale, I mean, every yeah. one of us was seniors. John Perry. We would play – Monday night, Friday night, Monday night, every week. Every week. And we was here every Sunday. Every Sunday. And it wasn't just a film watching session. It was practice too. Yeah. I mean, now, we practiced right. Now, what was amazing from y'all's sophomore year to your senior year, because I was watching a 10th grade game against Ohatchee and Countryman just getting thrown around. But what was amazing how much stronger y'all oh, was yeah. when you were senior. Yes. You didn't do that to him when he was a senior. Mm-mm. But they just throwing him around like a rag doll in his 10th grade year. Well, you know what, yeah. what Ken Logan did, though, going after that year, that your 10th grade year and your junior year, they scheduled y'all during that lunch period. And after that lunch period, we had y'all up at a field house for two hours. Yeah, we were we – were, um, There was a homeroom in there, a lunch period, and then they had a PE class. Yeah. Because so that was like midday, that and, yes. and we hated we hated it as students because we'd have to go up there and just get hot and sweaty, and Keep half it. of us have to take a shower before we come back to class. No question. Because we, we had it at seventh, and it was lovely at seventh because we got a, yeah. a whole free period. But no, we'd have to come back to school after working out and doing everything we did. You know, so it was we, us as students hated it. You know, the, the, but the coaches loved it. No, nah, we loved it because, y'all, <laughs> it because we had you for an hour and fifteen minutes in yeah. the weight room. Because what we did was, if you remember, we would be in that weight room, then we'd go up on that field, and do all that conditioning, all that agility work, mm-hmm. and because I was threatening y'all, would say, okay, if you, we don't get it right, y'all, y'all, you ain't going to lunch, or you're going to get ten minutes to eat. So we would, get, they would get to that lunch room about ten, fifteen minutes to eat, and they'd eat because we would run it late every day. But I'm telling you. That JV season, 90 season to this day is one of the toughest I'd ever put a team through. And then, but it paid dividends in 91. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the yeah, 91 I mean, team. Yeah. I mean, at, uh, that yeah. North Sam Mount, what do you remember about that? Brownlee lost his mess yeah. on that. I mean, yeah. he he slapped ruined a grease board. Yeah, the ha- halftime. Halftime. That board because it wasn't playing good. He was he was very which so I mean and that's probably the worst field I've ever been that on. That was my the worst life. field. I think they yeah. took the cows off of it right <laughs> before we started the game. Now it wasn't like one end zone was nine yards. Yeah, long, it was, one was uh, well one, one of them was cut yeah. off because the fence was over there. Yeah, oh, wow. we actually took a sock and stuffed a sock in a hole on the field. <laughs> I wouldn't that game. It. So that's North Sand Mountain. But then talk. What's your recollections of Piedmont? That year. Well, I know, we, I know, we, I, I've talked about that at clinics before. I mean, they were, they now, were undefeated. Now, Coach Clark had left. Yeah, he was, here, he was, and he was back at Piedmont. He was coordinator. Yeah, Bill Clark. Bill yeah, Clark. Bill Clark. And so that well, we year, called him. 
baby Clark, but he, he got really upset with yeah, us about yeah, that for a lot of years. But you know what was impressive about that deal is Piedmont was the leading offensive team in the state of Alabama in 3A. They were averaging 47, 48 points a game, and uh, uh, they were undefeated, and um, they were ranked number one in the state. We, and they come here. They'd beat us 32, 36 to 6 the year before. Yeah, they, it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, they come over here. And, and they Jeremy, just figured they was going to come and just yes, just sweep the field with us. And I Jeremy mean. Tuhart. Jeremy Tuhart was a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, the, I mean, he was obviously a sophomore quarterback. And all I remember in that game, I, did we block a punt to set up a score to beat them? I think that's what we did. Jeremy but, threw a ball to – I just remember, I remember Daryl Lowry punting the ball out of the back of the end zone to give them their two points. Yes. Well, we gave them a safety. Yeah, yeah, seven to two. But I don't remember how we scored. But I don't remember. I think we blocked a punt. I, th- about I think the you're four, right. Our own, their own forty. We blocked a punt, so we had a short field, and two heart hits Tibbs somewhere. Somehow he hits Tibbs, and he gets it down about the ten, and then we scored. Yeah, punched it in to go up seven to nothing. In the third quarter, if I remember right, and then we held on. But to hold them to nothing was an amazing feat. To this day, I, you know, I mark games. That one game was a turning point at Asheville High School to me. The ninety JV versus varsity, one in nine year. The off season, the seven two Piedmont win. Those things cultivated winning and turned us around. And then we gave us momentum. Um, you know, that was big. I, I just realized that we lost to Ohatchee thirteen to twelve and Chelsea thirteen thirteen to seven. Mm-hmm. But you remember the one and nine season. If you look back, like four of those games were overtime games. Oh yeah. No. So I mean, even when we were one and nine. Yeah, they were oh, Yeah, they were all only games that we got blown out was Piedmont. Yeah, the rest of them were close ball games, overtimes or one one score games. Just, just needed to get over. Last oh. game of the ninety one season. What happened? The last game of the 91 season. Because we lost to Moody, too. Can you tell? Beat Springle. Yep, beat Springle. 10-6. Yeah, we beat Springle 10-6. That game right there. And see, I didn't I didn't hardly beat, play. Here's the thing. Here's after the thing. halftime of the Moody game. Uh, we beat we beat, we beat beat Piedmont 7-2, turned around and beat St. Clair County 10-6, turned around and beat Springville 10-6. And that and that gave us such momentum. It was. And that St. Clair County team wouldn't know. No, it well, they won a state they championship the next year. Next year, ninety two, right? Yes. Yeah. No, 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 ninety three. No, ninety three. Yeah, we beat them in ninety two. Then they won in ninety. Yeah, and yeah. they went in ninety three. But, you know, but, but they got their players. Those players is going to be seniors on that team. Yes, good that's yeah. yes. But yeah. you know, the thing about it is, with any program, everywhere I've ever been, and that's my first taste of it, was you talking about once we beat Piedmont. You couldn't oh. stop them from wanting to go to practice. Yeah. Them next two weeks, the excitement of practice and the, the momentum that it gave us to beat Piedmont because it became a state-wide story because they were we just knocked off the number one team in the state. Well, all of a sudden – And we weren't even ranked. No. I and mean, then, we wasn't even no, in the picture. No, no. And then here comes Odenville. We beat them, a really good Odenville team, St. Clair County. And then here comes Springville, our biggest rival, and we beat them. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then so the offseason – I remember y'all coming to meet, especially Crosby and you and Countryman and 
y'all were begging to get back started in the off season. You were y'all were ready to go because well, I mean, we didn't want to take off. No, I mean, we, was, we was ready. I mean, matter of fact, I thought about practicing the week after. You know, <laughs> because uh, you know, I, and just pay the fine. But you know, it, you know, because everybody else was in the playoffs but us. So you know, I wanted to do something. But you know, everybody was so mad because I mean, it was oh, yeah. seven and three, and we didn't. Yeah. Well, if, we didn't even make it. You know, I mean, it was just it was well, tough. There was an article in the Montgomery Advertiser about it. I remember Logan showing it to me, and about because they called me, interviewed me about it, and I criticized the area play and the designated counters, and that a team at seven and three should be going to the playoffs. And then, of course, they changed that few years later, you know, they changed it with the region play. Yeah. Well, well I think that, yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s, I think. Yeah, I, it was. It was yeah. 2000 because of we were still, we were still, yeah. we were still area, at, you know, even my senior year. At, at Asheville, I mean, excuse me, at Hoover, we were still area yeah. play until 2000. That's when it changed. Yeah, I think that Piedmont game is probably the biggest, that biggest win in school history here. Yeah. I yes, think we, by we, far. We've yes. talked about that. Uh, yes, by like, far. And, I mean, and we, we've talked about it, and I know y'all probably talked about it, like us three being – you know, um, obviously y'all have coached and y'all, y'all y'all coaching through that game, you playing in that game, going through that. We've talked about it with our guys. When, when you try to turn a program around, you got to have a game that you win yeah. that you're not supposed to. Yeah. You've got yeah. to, man. Well, I, I go, I think about that. We beat a, when I went to you follow from here, we beat a Smith Station team that had, you know, that was really good. We upset them at our place that put us in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mine, me and John went with me to follow. That was in 93. Well, and, um, did well you I, I was down there a lot. I wasn't hired yet. Right. That would have been the next year when you hired me in and you remember, you remember who we beat in the first round, don't you? I don't know. We beat, we beat, we beat Smith Station, turn, and that was huge. And then turned around and beat the number one team in, in 5A back when six classification, and they were ranked 17th in the nation, and that was the undefeated Stanhope Elmore. We beat them on the Hail Mary. Well, that catapulted that program. Mm-hmm. All right, you go to you go to Mobile, and Alma Bryant. We beat Theodore for the first time in over forty-five years. Oh, wow! That that Grand Bay or Alba had beaten a Theodore team. We beat them twenty-two to nothing at our place, and I swear I've never seen so much excitement. You go to Hoover, we beat a Shades Valley team that was ranked number one. That's the year we go seven and three at Hoover. Don't make the playoffs, but we beat. We lost to Tuscaloosa. No, we beat Tuscaloosa County. We beat Shades Valley and beat Oxford in a row, and we lost to Pelham, which they had Tyler Watts and, mm-hmm. and of course Vestavia beat us. But man, Jess Lanier had beat us. But that was that them, us kicking that forty-nine yard field goal, and I and no, I'd swap kickers. So we we run the kicker out there, right-footed kicker. We're kicking. They burn a timeout like people do. Sure. They burn it. So we go over the sideline. I'm looking at him in his eyes. And he, he scared the freaking death. I said, Chirac, get your butt in there and kick his freaking field goal. He was my backup kicker. He's left-footed, and he sticks a 49-yarder through there to oh, win the game. Crap. And they had they had three SEC linebackers. They were loaded, loaded, Shades Valley. But that's another thing that catapults your program. Sure. And, you know, we beat a great Grissom team in 99. But but everywhere I've ever been – I'll take game. Really? Yeah, and so, and then, and then, and then, down in Moultrie, down in Moultrie, Georgia, Coffin County. I mean, there was that one game that you win. You know, like the first time we beat Valdosta at Valdosta, iconic Valdosta. I mean, if you never know anything about high school football, 
you know, Valdosta's the winningest high school football program in the nation, and their stadium, Cleveland Field, is iconic. We go there and beat them uh, my second year over there, 14-7, and that got us going. So everywhere you go, you go, it goes all the way back to 90. It goes all the way back to 91. So 90, 91, set up 92. Mm-hmm. That's what it did. So that 90, that 90, what was the off season like for that 92 season? Going in, so, that spring, that I summer. I mean, we had a tough spring. We had, I mean, workouts all summer long, running all summer long. I mean, we we didn't. But y'all knew. Like, oh, we, we knew. Special. Yeah, I mean, we there was there was 11 of us seniors and Get good I think nine of us were starters. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, we were, we were excited and we were ready. And, you know, we just felt like, you know, it was our year. What senior starter didn't start? Curtis Thomas. Yep. But I mean, he got a good bit of playing yeah, time. He did, time. but but yeah, I think he was the. He's probably the only one I remember. That's the only one I think. I think we ended up having. I mean, I've counted them before. There was twelve of us total, counting Shane Jones. Yep, Shane Jones. And I mean. Yeah. But I mean, I, I you know I've got that picture hanging in my wherever I've ever been. I've I've got that picture hanging. In my office and in my, I had a sort of museum room at, when I was in Mobile. I'm like, crap, the Moultrie. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that, that's the first picture you saw, you know, was that 92 Asheville team. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy though, because we talked about this before we went on the air is about when's the last time I've been in this building? When's the last time I've seen some of you guys? When's the last time that I've been in that field house? I mean, it's, it, time passes you so fast. Because you're so busy building programs, you know, and I've been in six high schools, I guess. Asheville, Eufaula, uh, Mobile, Hoover, Colquitt, Valdosta. So I've, I've built six programs. And probably Eufaula is the only one that I could never get over the hump. We could never get out of the second round. You know, my last year we were 10 and 2 and got beat by Wetumpka, which they were loaded. They had that linebacker that was all world, all ACC and Vanderbilt that was. It made all four tackles. We had first and goal two, and he made all four tackles to, to beat us. But but I think when you look back and you, you think about building a program, there's got to be something special that's got to happen to you, and you've got to take risk. I mean, you have to take risk, guys. And, you know, you don't make big games. Now, that 92, the Aniana game mm-hmm. was the last brick. Mm-hmm. When we beat Aniana here, we weren't gonna lose that night. That's the yeah. most. That's the most ready of a football team I've ever seen. Now West Blockton was a huge win, no sure. question. And how we won the game was a huge win. But the Aniana win, I think it's the first time actually beating Aniana. Yes, yeah, sixth game of the season. We beat them twenty-four to six. First time in school history. Yeah, ever beat Aniana. So that, well, that, that, that was huge. That West Blockton game was Chris Yeager the head coach. Yes, at West Blockton. Absolutely. Then? Mm-hmm. That guy's a really. He's a. He's a smart guy when it comes to football. And they're, they're, they're running him. back, you know, he was the uh, he was Mr. Football. Yeah, he was Mr. Football. Really? Mm-hmm. A war, war, um, yeah, he was Mr. Football. I can't remember his name. He signed Some with, war, uh, I think. Who did he sign with? I can't remember. He signed at Mississippi State, maybe Ole Miss. I can't remember. But, no, the story in that game was, was crazy. That's John Ross. So, you. <laughs> David. Did I not send you? Who did I send to go get the tape? From South Choctaw. Remember, I sent somebody down there on a Saturday afternoon to run down to Southern Choctaw. Because if you remember, Southern Choctaw and Elba played in the quarters, 
female it. And Southern <laughs> Southern Choctaw should have won the game. They snapped the ball over the punter's head, and Elba won the game seven six. They were up, Southern Choctaw was up six to nothing with like twenty seconds to go. I don't think you sent me down there. And actually, you sent me a lot of places that you follow. Yeah, but this well, this I sent somebody to get to because we didn't have the tape because right. Elba wouldn't trade with us because yeah. they only had to trade two tapes. So we had three playoffs. So I, I had game 10, first, second, third round. Well, Mac Wood, I said, Mac, we, we need to swap all four. He said, I ain't doing that. You got two tapes. Here they are. So he didn't give me round two or three. He gave me game 10 and game first round of playoffs. So we got back, you know, on that Friday night, on Saturday, I got back from the meeting, and I told the coach, I said, we don't have second round or quarterfinal round. So I'm, I sent somebody – down to Southern Choctaw, they had to go down there and find the head coach who had just lost the game. And I don't know where he found him, but he found him, and he got the tapes. He got that tape and the other tape. So, yeah, we got the tapes. So, anyway, long story short, we're in the coach's office, or if you got to remember this, we're in the coach's office, and I remember making a statement. We got games 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. But we didn't have game 1 and 2. And Groff said, we don't need that. We don't need that. I mean, that's game one or two. I said, I'm telling y'all, we need every game. We need to at least buzz through it to see what, if they do any. They had been two tight end, double wing, wishbone since game three. Well, game one and two, they would or not. We did not know that. Oh, man. So we come out in the first game, and they're in spread. Well, they took them two tight ends. They move them out past yeah. the dang numbers. They're in double slot. Well, Shane Thomas is on an island now. He's got, he's having to yeah. defend the bunch. Yep. And they are running up down the field on us. They're running up and down. I'm cussing Ross. <laughs> I mean, I chase him on the, I chase him up and down the sideline. I said, I told y'all. Him, him and Tom Sanders both, I'm cussing him left and right about it and going, I try to tell y'all we should have got the dang tape. But we're lucky to win that game. And uh, but we came back and won it off of way West Money stripped the ball on that kickoff. But yeah, that's a great story. That's a great story. Yeah, too. that was a track meet. Now, Sonny, we scored the very first play of the game. We did. Yeah. To Tia. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a track meet that oh, night. And then meet. I think West ripped the ball out. We were down by ten. Yeah. And then twelve. He, and we we scored. We scored. Kicked off to them. And then he West rips it out. And Nick Spain, I think, recovers it. Yeah, but here's the deal. Oh, it was fourth and goal from the six when we threw the ball to Scott Seawright. My brother. We, yeah. we ran belly pass. And he falls to, in the end zone. He falls in the end zone and catches the ball for, to, to, to put us down by three or four points. And then that's when West Money stripped the ball and Nick Spina got it. Okay. Now, Scott, what was a game where he caught so many touchdown passes on third six belly pass? That was, was it that, that game? That was, it's yeah. like he caught one behind his back one time. Well, we, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't used him all year. Hardly so not. nobody even knew. He'd always been, him or Maurice Bell had been blocking. That's yeah. all they'd been doing. That's they had right. not seen anybody catch the ball from the tight end position. They're right, because we were running, we run belly and belly switch. So if I wanted to throw the ball to Jones in the flat, I would call belly pass. If we wanted to run Jones on a corner route, we'd call belly switch. And Scott would do it, and he would run the he would run the corner route. So we were manipulating the play based on getting the ball to Jones. Well, they knew that going in. Jaeger them knew that. So that's why Scott Seawright had a big night. But uh, but the 92 Asheville team was – and there's a lot of great things, a lot of great stories you could tell about that team. I mean, there's so many great things. I mean, 
only blemish, I guess, was the well, Litchfield. Let's Litchfield. talk about that for a minute. Yeah, what? what? Let's, let's 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 do our first game was rag. First game was Ragland, won at forty-five to nothing. Second game, Ohatchee, fourteen yeah, I don't to think, nothing. I don't think a starter played after the first half. Mm-hmm. I don't believe. Now, we well, you know, Ragland. 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 Hey, one thing about that Ragland game, you made me get my bus license. <laughs> and I think I think that's the you first game I ever drove to. And I and when we left here, I remember everybody just death grip. <laughs> well, everybody just praying we made it because I think that's the first game I drove to. Where did we play all that yet? Well, St. Clair was third game, beat them 40-22. Sardis beat them 27 nothing. Fourth game. Oh, Hatchie was – Was that here? In 92. All right. Raglan was away. Oh, Hatchie was away. I, I thought it written. was. All right, yeah, Raglan was, was away, Ohatchee was away, St. Clair was at home, right. Sardis was at home, we beat them 27 to nothing, right. Jacksonville's the next game at home, we beat them 26-21, then we beat Aniana. You know, hey, the yeah. Jacksonville game, remember we, Moody dropped us, mm-hmm. remember we didn't yeah. have Moody anymore. That's right. So we were looking for a game. Yeah. We tried to get Etowah to play us, yeah, and that was the year Freddie Kitchens then was there, yeah. they didn't, no. and Raymond, he didn't want to play us. Jacksonville was the only team we lost to my ninth grade year on junior high. They were loaded. And we talked yeah. them into playing. They're always talented. They always have good talent. Yeah, but that, that's how that year. game come about because I don't think we'd hardly ever played Jacksonville. No, ever. heck no. Where we played that game at home? Well, Jack, we were at home. Yeah, Jacksonville was at home, 26-21. Aniana would be the sixth game. Beat them 24-6. Then seventh game, oh, Aniana's at home. Seventh game is Pleasant Valley. Pleasant beat Valley them 33-7. That's the way. Well, you remember we go in at halftime. And we're losing seven to nothing. To Pleasant Valley. Valley. And we should have destroyed them yeah. the first half. I think I threw a helmet. Um, water coolers got thrown. Mm-hmm. Helmets got thrown. It, it was very, very bad in their gymnasium because that's where <laughs> yeah. they dressed us out. You know, that's where we yeah. were at. We didn't have a yeah. locker room. We was in the gymnasium. So it was it was really bad. And then we come back out and blowed them out 33 yeah. to 7. Well, you know, if you'd have seen, I mean – that wasn't on TV like it was when I headbutted the kid from uh, at uh, Caldwell County. Look, if, if a lot of stuff yeah, that happened stuff. when we were here, <laughs> yeah. if that would have been on TV, you oh, wouldn't yeah. have ever made it to any of them other schools, and <laughs> no, you know you it. Wouldn't have. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Have. <laughs> All right, that's Pleasant Valley, thirty-three-seven. Next week is Glencoe. Beat them twenty-one to six at Glencoe. Yeah, and no, I think no, I think no, Sunny Tibbs. All right, look at this. I, I, you mentioned that Kim Craft and the St. Clair News Aegis. Asheville clinches playoff spot and win over Glencoe. And then there's a picture, and it says AHS Commander Asheville head coach Russ Rush Probst and his Bulldogs will square off with Litchfield this week for the Class Three Area Eight Championship. Asheville places a uh, 12-game win streak on the line, and it's a picture of you, Coach. Oh, Lord. I don't know if you can see that. God, look, man, look at that. <laughs> look, at, look at you. Look at that. You posed, you look, Coach. You were you posed look? up. Dang, man. Look. look. If you That's notice, he's he's biting mm-hmm. yeah. on his finger, which oh, he yeah. still does to this day. Oh, yeah, look. I mean, he, he can't <laughs> – I mean – He's been doing hey, it since yeah. I've known him. Now, the Glencoe coach, remember, on, on TV, on the news, he made some remarks. I mean, he's pretty well liked in St. Clair County and always has been, but he kind of made some remarks on TV, and he might as well have just called everybody in St. Clair County, you know, just backwoods yeah. country hicks, That's right. you know. Yeah. So he made those comments, and then we been, went over there and beat on 27-6. And I think – I know Sonny scored at least yeah, I mean, two we, fades I remember at least. Brett Yancey was the quarterback. Yeah. I think we sacked him about – Yeah. 
ten times that night. It I was mean, a physical I, ball game. It, it was very it was physical, physical, but I mean, we we were we were a better team. We were out for blood. Oh I yeah, mean, that's just yeah. I mean, yeah. There were not a lot of love lost between us and Glencoe no. and, uh, for several reasons, but all right, Litchfield next. Litchfield, man, I you know you, you go back, you always remember the losses. Mm-hmm. I do remember B.J. Crosby running the guard well, around. Well, y'all have coached us all week. we got to stop Rod Orr. Yep. Rod Orr, Rod Orr, Rod Orr. So we stop him. Well, he, Jeremy Jones tackles him, sprains his ankle. He don't ever come back in the game. But he don't, I, don't th- I didn't think he even played because in warm-ups, he just sat over there on his helmet. Well, During Jeremy warm-ups. Jones tackles him okay. going down yeah, So he played a little bit. And he – I don't know if he had a bad ankle before the game or yeah, what. Yeah, I think he was already hurt. Well, he was. Well, he didn't come back in. Yeah. Right. Well, they bring this cat in named Brian, Brian White. White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we still haven't tackled him 30 years later. <laughs> yeah, he had over 200 yards, right? I mean, we, we ain't never heard of this cat. They if didn't tell play, us about him. If Orr would have <laughs> played. Hey, they messed played. up. Y'all messed up. <laughs> hey, if Orr would have played, we'd be in that game. Hey, uh, now before Y'all the game. Y'all didn't do y'all's job. <laughs> hey, see if you remember this. Before the game. They're mouthing. We're both oh, yeah. warming up. They're oh, yeah. mouthing. I think you just heard enough of it. You just turn around and start pointing and mouthing, and then both teams are right there at midfield oh, pointing and mouthing before oh, yeah. the game. Oh, yeah. Maurice Bell was the captain that night. Mm-hmm. They're calling him everything in the book because yeah. he's the only black captain on the field that night. And that, I mean, they are they are ripping him a new one. Oh yeah. And yeah. we're we're right there with you know, we're we're backing him up a hundred percent. Ain't no doubt. I mean it's 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 bad. And then BJ he scores on that guard around. Guard and we around. tried to run it again, but it didn't work. Yeah, it. they like they time. sniffed it out the second go around, but but I'm gonna tell you they surprised that first go around. They ain't never seen no. what was a two hundred and four. Twenty seven twenty seven, twenty four was a score. Run a yeah. four, six down oh, he could fly. <laughs> yeah, he could fly. They didn't touch him. Twenty seven twenty four. He was that's Litchfield game. Well, yeah, you know, only loss. Well, there's two things to go back to '92. And I'm gonna blame Coach Logan on this one. <laughs> is that he he was on central border controls? I did not know that. Yeah, Coach Logan and was? yep, and and he when he told me that year that we were gonna be in the South. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I went, oh my no, because. I knew Elba was loaded. I knew they were loaded. We'd already talked about. Well, I played with two guys. It was when I was at UAB. Two guys from that team. No, they had. Listen to me. But they were two guys that played at UAB with me. But they had two All Americans at North Alabama. They had. They had one at Jacksonville State. They had one at Auburn. They had. They were loaded with players, Division One players now. And so my point being is, I knew they were going to be good. And so when we lost to Litchfield, I remember. I remember that night. I said, "God Almighty, we're going to have to travel, and you know, and catch them somewhere in the south, you know, at some point in time." And back, you know, what Alabama's do is different in Georgia. If wherever you wherever you're seeded is where, like, if if you're a two seed, and you play a four seed or a three seed, you're going to be at home. If you're a one seed, you're going to play every game at home until you play another one seed. Mm-hmm. If it's two one seeds matchup or two two seeds, you flip a coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, you know, I really do believe if we would have played in the north instead of the south, we would have caught Lanier County in the semifinals. Yes. Whether it be here or there, we were going to win that game. Oh. But Elba would have come to us yes. that year because because the South traveled to the North, and so um, we we should have avoided Elba and we should have um, and because I went to that next game, 
So I, I took my dad, same year that we went to, to the national championship game, I took my dad, I go by and stop and watch Alabama practice. He meets Gene Stallings. My dad did, big Alabama fan. Of course, again, I had an uncle, great uncle that played there, and, and you know, it's all over Bryant Denny Stadium, his name is, and all that stuff. His name is Clyde Shorty Probst. You can look him up. But he, uh, so my dad wanted to go down there. My dad went to Alabama. He ran track down there. So we go down there, and then we head on over to Lanier County for the state championship game on a Friday night. We was all there. God, I made me sick. It was twenty. It was twenty nine to nothing or thirty to nothing at halftime. Yeah, I mean they was. I lived, they was beating the break, Yeah, we they, they the was beating the brakes off, off of them. So, it, so we I mean, were, it wasn't even a contest. I think they ended up beating them bad, sixty to nothing. Bad. I don't All remember. I is, we'd have called them at home. We'd have had a better chance to win a game. And yeah. Countryman yeah. getting hurt mm-hmm. was a huge factor. I mean, yeah. I mean, losing Countryman on the second series or thirds, whatever it was, second or third, in the first quarter. Losing him. But, you know, he played three more plays. Oh, he did. With a broke scapula, which you see that in car wrecks. Mm. And most people in car wrecks that have broke scapulas are dead. I mean, that's what doctors have told me. You're talking about toughness right there. Oh, yeah. Instilling that culture. Yeah. We tried to run a a belly play week. A belly play week, and he was a lead blocker. Mm -hmm. He goes there and throws his shoulder. But the play he got hurt. Pull that tape up and watch Thick Pin, the free safety, hit him. It was, it sounded like a bomb went off. It did. I mean, he popped him down. I mean, it was. And so the girl was our trainer, which I loved her. What was her name? Tracy. She was pregnant in '92. We had her in '90-'91, but in '92, and she came back for that game mm-hmm. and helped us that game. And she came up to me and I, it went after she said, "Coach, he can't play anymore. He's, he, I think he got a broke scapula." I said, "You have got to be kidding me." And so, anyway, we had to take Jeremy Jones, move him to running back. West Monday became the backup wing back. Wing back, and yeah. And we just wasn't as effective. I mean, we were still okay, but we just wasn't as effective. Well, you know, they kept they they did the double snap all night. I mean, the the center would move the ball, oh, and yeah. we we jumped off sides fifteen times. What? And the, I mean, he would move the ball, and we'd go and. They wouldn't call. They call us offside. See, Matt. They Wood, wouldn't call the first move. No, uh, Matt Wood was a Hall of Fame coach. He had already been in the Hall of Fame. The official. They they were playing their last game at the old stadium. That's right. He, that's right. You told last me. game yep. that, yeah. that had been flooded mm-hmm. by the P River. So they were playing their last game and there. He was retiring. He too. was retiring. Yeah, that was his last game there. Officials. He had the officials. He had everything. And and we still. Played them close. 21-14. 21-14. And, and we had three touchdowns called yeah, back. And one of them was just a bad call. I mean, two of them were terrible. One of them, B.J. Crosby pulls out. Oh, my God. The guy breaks down, slips and falls. He turns and goes upfield, gets the next guy. We score a touchdown. And then it gets called back. There's yellow handkerchiefs all over the field. Oh, yeah. Laundry on the field. They, I mean, it was they were it not going to let us they win They called us for game. holding or clipping. They called him for clipping. clipping. Yes. That's what it was. And what happened, the guy turns it. He initiates contact, and the guy turns at the very end. And ha- I mean, you just you don't make that call. And and you know, I've had officials that hurt me before that ball game. And like we talked about earlier, the 2011 game that the officials wrote me a, an apology for, you know, cost us the state championship too. But but you know, me, I probably had more better games called that didn't affect us than I have that has hurt us. But those two really really step out is that one. At Elba that night and at Grayson in 2011. So, I mean, you know, you sometimes you run into that, and uh, because 
didn't want to get into this too much, but you know our game is a little bit in jeopardy because of officials. Mm-hmm. When you when the average age of officials is fifty six years old, mm-hmm. start retiring out, so. we got a problem, and I, and I'm and nobody's going in officiating. No, but, and and so the problem's going to become in Georgia last year. I think maybe two years ago too. The last two years, Georgia's had to do alternate where you play Friday night and Saturday night just to have quality officials. So I'm thinking, and I've said this to Steve Savarese. I said it to Dan Washburn. I've said it to uh, Robin Hines. I've said it to uh, Dr. Phillips in Georgia. If we don't start paying officials more, you've got to, I don't care if it does raise ticket prices sure. a couple of dollars. You've got to start paying officials 150 to 200 dollars a game, and guaranteeing them two games a week where they got a Friday night game and a JV game or a freshman game, where they can collect three to four hundred dollars for doing that a week. Mm-hmm. That will entice while, yeah, yeah, and that'll entice people to do it. Yeah. But all this, all these regulations and all this training they go do, and you're still paying them 100 dollars a game. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're just, it's not worth it to them. Hey, before we leave the Elba game, let's let's just mention that we we hopped on two charter buses on Wednesday. Yes, at, at noon, I think we had a pet rally, and we, we had, had one down on the square too. We did. Yeah, we had two different news outlets interviewing us when we went out the door. No, it was all three. It was all three. ABC. I just remember six and yes, ABC thirty three forty was here. CBS was here because I remember yeah. talking to her. But because but I mean, it, why, was, it was amazing. I mean, they women, we were the only team left. Everybody else had gotten beat out. Mm-hmm. We were the only us. It was Asheville. A lot of the Birmingham schools had lost, so we were the we were the media darling that year. And from his coverage, I mean, Alabama was they were through playing because um, they'd already played in the SEC championship, I think, at that time. Yeah, they played because San Antonio Legum. That was played on Thursday. That well, that was the Auburn game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so they'd already played the SEC championship, I think. And so yeah. we're we're playing. You know, so I mean, the media had to cover somebody, and we were sort of the we were having a great year, and so we left on Wednesday. Yeah. It's kind of unheard of. Yeah, we went Wednesday play on Friday night. Yeah, headed toward Troy. Went to Troy and practiced at Troy. Practice, practice on their practice field, and then they turned the lights on the game field. Well, how did I, I got a question? Did you organize that, or did they HSA help with that, no, or how did all that get? We were all that. Okay, so you you worked all that out. Charter buses, police escort, everything. Uh, practicing at Troy. Look, the police were, were happy to go. I mean, yeah. they, they wanted <laughs> yeah. to be a part of it. But, yeah. you know, here's what's even weirder. Did we not take our weight room with us? Well, I know we loaded up our what? boards. We took the boards with us, put them on the bus. Yes. I know we did that. Yeah, we, we took about everything we could take. Yeah, we had a U-Haul truck full of yeah. stuff and then charter buses. And we spent the night. Where did we spend the night Wednesday night? And we, went, we went on to Enterprise. And we yeah. practiced at Troy and went on to Enterprise. And no, on, I thought we practiced the first night. We Troy. practiced we at Troy, Troy State. At Troy. And then the next, on Thursday, we went to Delville. Called Delville. Paris Wendell was That's at Delville. We practiced That's first, right. and they watched us. And then they practiced after us. Right. And we watched that. them. Then they won a state championship. Then we Enterprise, and then we leave Enterprise, Enterprise, and go to Delville yeah. Yeah. the next day. Yeah, with with a police escort and everything. And there were six the charter fan buses, if I remember. Yeah. Every, six? Six. This whole, I mean, our crowd yeah. was – if you could get a picture of our crowd. Our crowd Elba, was larger than their Elba. crowd. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I don't think a single person didn't go. I mean, everybody went. So, when they say that you could have robbed the bank, you really actually yeah, could have no, robbed the bank. Yeah, I don't nobody think there was anybody in town. No. My and then, 
Yeah. You also mentioned media going back to that Litchfield game. That was a sideline. That was game of the week too. And yeah. I, yes. I think that wasn't it Sheldon Haygood and the coach's office mm-hmm. interview July. I've seen that game. interview. Mm-hmm. I yeah. saw that interview of you and the coach's yeah. office up there in that field house. Uh, yeah. Yep. But you know it, it's a uh, it's a great year. It was a great year. And you know, the good thing about it, what I remember is my dad got to see all that. You know, cause he died in '94, September of '94 mm-hmm. during the season. So my dad got to see the the building of Asheville. He got to see the immaculate play that beat Stanhope Elmore in 93. And then he died the week of week three or week four. He got to see the first two games in 94. He passed out in the stands at Delville. Um, and then he died like 10 days later. But, um, but so he, so he got to see that. And, and, you know, you, you know, you always want your dad's approval. And I'll never forget. And that, after that West Blockton came, he walked into my office and, you could tell he was awful proud, and you know, and that 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 makes everything worthwhile, you know. And I think that uh, you know that, and getting a phone call from Coach Clark the same night, so that was that was very special. Hey, we we did West Blockton, and we did Elba, and we did Litchfield, and right after Litchfield, we played Springville, Week Ten. Mm-hmm. What was that score? Thirty-six, sixteen, and then that first playoff game at Fultondale, beat them twenty-two, thirteen. I think that's probably the first time we ever chartered a bus anywhere around yeah. here. Yeah, that was a tough ball game up there. For yeah, they were what talented. Was running back's name? God, he was good too. He was that good fullback and good. I don't think we back. ever tackled him. I, mean, no, I think good. they blew it dead every time because he was big, I mean, he was fizzle, big, strong. Big. Yeah, I mean, he was big. They were good, and who we played in the second round? Second round live, we'll beat them here, twenty-seven to eight. Yeah, that was Red Littleton's last football game. I was going to say, um, t- uh, they, that Lineville team. I actually built a guy some chicken houses that was on that team and played against us. That Lineville team? Mm-hmm. Small world. We played Lineville here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So played Lineville here, here then cold, West Blockton. Cold, cold game. And yeah. then, now, who was the coach at West Blockton? What's his name? Steve, Chris Hagen. Now, now he's at yeah. Mountain Brook. No, yeah. Tony Johnson that was here for a while, he coaches at Mountain Brook. He, says, he said he still talks about that game. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Today, yeah. hey. <laughs> West Blockton game. I think they were ranked one. That game was, I mean, it was. No, because most people thought it was going to be Elba and West Blockton. Yeah. That's yeah. what most people thought. Because they were both under. Who ended up winning the state championship that year? Elba. 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 I mean, okay, that's right. Who ended up uh who did Elba play in the state championship? Lanier County. Lanier, okay. Lamar County. Lamar County. Yeah. Lamar okay. County. So, what was the score to that that game? Did Elba 30, have any competition? No. No. It was 30 nothing and a half. That was state 30 champ- nothing. Yeah, that was state championship game when we played Elba that night. Yeah, no question. Yeah. No well, question. I mean, the news outlets, they all said that, too. I mean, whoever wins this game will be crowned state mm-hmm. champion. I mean, that's what they said. And sure once, we beat, once Litchfield got knocked out, Litchfield because we'd have to see them again. Yeah, but see, who beat Litchfield? Lionel? Uh, well, West Blockton beat Blockton Litchfield. Yeah. Right. yeah, West Blockton beat them. It's in, it, it, in, in there. I don't know. It's yeah, in, it's in this. Just, just very emotional ride from Enterprise over to Elba. And during warm-ups, not because you thought we was going to get beat or anything, or it was in or anything, it's just because it just couldn't. Like myself, I just couldn't believe that that was happening to well, me. I'm and I'm getting you, to be a part of the, it, you know, the, with that bunch. The too. temperature difference. Yes. From what we were used to here and at Elba was a big shock. Well, yeah, because the West Blocking game was cold. Yes. And we go down to Elba, and it's probably 65 degrees. Yeah, I mean, off. we're in, I mean. And humid. Yes. I'm sure it was humid down there, too. Because, I mean, Elba, you know, how far is Elba from the Florida line? Not long, miles. 10 or 15 miles. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It ain't much. Not much. I mean, you just. You so, Elba had to beat Southern, yeah. 
Yeah, that was the last time they were going to play on that field and everything. Yeah, exactly. Getting a new school, new stadium, the coach. Out, he was retiring. That was going to be his last game on that field. P River flooded everything. Oh, yeah. P River was. Darn P River. It soaked it up now. Of course, you know, I lived. I mean, I coached you fall. I know a little bit about that P River and all that flooding that went on. Because we, when I was down there in 94, 95, we had another flood. Yeah. And it basically, in court, Elba, the federal government came in and built Elba a beautiful facility now. Beautiful facility. So you were uh, all state O line, mm-hmm. all state outside linebacker. No, outside linebacker. No, no. he was he's not. He was the three technique sometimes. No, I was three technique. Okay, well they they put it down as yeah. It was, I don't know. I was I was I was on the line. Okay. Mike Dole, three techniques sometimes. Rod Robinson, that one technique, he anchored it down. Yeah, he Jeremy Scott Stewart. Franklin and yep. Scott Maurice, Franklin. BJ. Rody, Rody was a senior. With, yeah, yeah, yeah he had right. one technique. You couldn't move him. He was a. He was then a, you had you had BJ. It and, seems the consensus was Sonny Tibbs, you, Jeremy Jones, and BJ Crosby. Yeah. Y'all were the consensus. Perry inside. Perry was John Perry inside, inside. linebacker. Who, who's your outside? West Monday. Who was it? Scott sometime out there? Scott yes. played that. Uh, Maurice Bell. Maurice no, Bale. Maurice in. I coached no, him. Maurice and right Scott. Yeah. So Maurice that. and Scott Franklin, the two defensive ends, you and Rody were inside. We were inside. Mike played inside. So you I were the coach had. of the year that year in St. Clair County. Yeah. yeah. You were the, the New Zealand's coach of the year. Yeah, Nick Spina and Joe at the corners. Yeah. And the safety had been Shane. Shane probably, when probably. he come back off his knee surgery. And Jeremy played some, too. Yeah, Jeremy played some. Right, when, but, you know, I come off of a shoulder surgery. Oh, yeah, Dole's shoulder, too. And then Mike yeah. Dole's shoulder, yeah. you know. We had so. to pop it in all the time. Oh, that big brace. There's Shane right yeah. there. Man. But I'm trying to think who – who else? Who else played that? There's Rody. Get that. The names are on there. Who's been? Mm-hmm. Who's playing that outside linebacker over there? West. Who's the one? The players are on there. It had to have been West Monday and Scott Countryman. Countryman, that's right. Countryman yeah, played. Countryman. Yeah. Yes. But he, but he wrote. But, he, but didn't he rotate with somebody else? Oh no, he was full time. Hey, coaches. I didn't coach him outside linebackers. I was the men's anchoring it down there, book end. You had them, you had, you had, the you had them tight ends and wing backs. That's why Scott, Scott was so Franklin. talented catching that thirty six belly pass. Scott Franklin, you. though, you know, he was probably one of the best technique yeah. defensive ends that Asheville's ever seen. Oh Franklin? yeah, yeah, outstanding. I mean, if you said, don't let them get to your outside. I mean, well, Coach Brown that recruited Maurice Bell told me in the, in yeah. the office in there. He said. These two defensive ends right here are well coached. He said we would take Franklin. He just don't have the, the, the he don't. Yeah. Who coached him, guy? I, I don't know the guy's name. Who was that defensive end coach? Uh, What's his he name? He's just a volunteer. I know. It? I just volunteer. David Morphis. <laughs> Thank, thanks for giving me all that responsibility. <laughs> I appreciate that. I gave you the two best players. I know. <laughs> And you let me uh, coordinate the kicking game, too, and that is hectic. Yeah, yeah I mean, On a Friday night, substitution and everything. Yeah. No, serious, you didn't. You're in transition you did. in phases of a game. I hate but that's you know the thing what I hate I about love. special teams. You're in transition during oh. – I did, I did enjoy when, when David and Lance would dress out with us. I thought we were supposed to tell that. It was a long time ago. Okay. He, he, he's talked about that too. That good. Yeah, I didn't know Lance did too. Yeah, all that's run out. I went one on one with Dole on the boards. Oh yeah, one day. Here it yeah. is, right there. Yeah. You know, I, t- I you, Do you have Henry? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, Mike's boy. Yeah. yeah. So on that staff was Lance, 
and you and David Easley. I forget the David. Defensive coordinator. Of course, Brownlee was out Brownlee, where's yeah. he at now? Anybody talked to him or seen him? I've lost contact with everybody. No, he's uh, he's still living in Mobile. Is he? Mm-hmm. Still living in Mobile. I don't remember who this was. Who you know, he started. Joe Carroll. I just talked to him the other day. Did you? Joe really? Carroll. Yeah, I saw him the you other know, day. He's one that mentioned Mike Dole. And also, he mentioned B.J. eating a lizard one day. <laughs> we did. We did. B.J. Crosby. Five bucks. lizard. Me and B.J. Yeah. eating yeah. lizards for five bucks. What? Yeah. Yes, live. At least ten. <laughs> alive. No, we didn't. It, it, look, gas was, <laughs> gas was. Five bucks got you a lot more back then. <laughs> gas was 85 cents a gallon at the, at the new store. Lizards yeah, were free. Yeah. So, you we know, had 26 players. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about that. Well, team. remember there were we, we kids brought on there. all the ninth graders up yeah, as well, you bigger, know, yeah. so to go to Elba. They yeah. went to Elba with us. I know yeah. one got sent home. I'm not going to mention any names. So. There was a couple that got slapped because they wouldn't settle down. I mean, I remember that. There was a few. <laughs> there was a few that, that was upset. That was good. That was a good trip. Though, it was. was you talking about in a season the things that you can remember? I mean, I remember the Litchfield game. The Glencoe game and then all the playoffs, real good. But I really had to go back and look at all the, the others and watch I didn't highlight even tape. We played Sardis. Yeah. I mean, it, until I was looking through that book, yeah. I had yeah. forgot all about Sardis. I, I mean, know. it just never dawned on me that we. I don't even remember playing Sardis. I'm trying to look and see. But you know, our our St. Clair County game was played on Saturday night. Really? You remember? It got rained out on Friday night. Yes, the yeah. The St. Clair Sar- County game. You talking about the Sardis game? St. Clair County. Yeah, I remember. It got had, rained out on Friday night. We had to play it Saturday. Your senior year? Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing happened in 89, too. Because I remember watching LSU and Alabama play, and the same time we're playing Sardis in, in 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember getting co- I remember sitting in the car up there listening to the game on the radio. Because I remember getting and we played that night. Coach Clark yeah. about that. Uh-huh. So, Coach, I always was really curious about the wing tee. You know, the wing tee was a big thing, part of, part of your offense when you were here. Uh, obviously, it was the offense, right? Uh, <laughs> obviously, you know, wing T's got its got its places in in smaller schools. Usually, you know, yeah. the the misdirection, the smaller linemen, what have you. Um, talk about that transition from you know being a wing T guy, and then all of a sudden, hey, here we go, we're we're you know pedal to the metal, spread, yeah. throwing it around. Well, when we left here, we took a wing T. We'd thrown the ball in '92 a good sure. deal. Like I told you, I think we threw 13 touchdown passes or something like that in the playoffs. Well, the two aren't had an arm on I mean, yeah, he, he, he throw it. And you had Tibbs and Jones, I mean, Lord mercy. I mean, and, and, you know, and even countrymen. You get the ball out of him on the flats, too. So, we, we were able to throw the football. And people just couldn't stack in there. So, took it to you fall, And it translated from or transitioned from the wing tee into a one-back. Mm-hmm. So I had two young sophomore receivers, David Hill, who was player of the year in Alabama, and Yeesid Ware. They were 6'4 and 6'6. Six, six. And I had a guy named Reggie, uh, what was his last name? He was a running back. So we played tight end wing back, two receivers. So we basically played in 12, 12 offense, mm-hmm. what we call 12. And uh, not much 11, but mostly 12. Uh, we did run some 11 stuff, so it, so we still kept belly, we still kept trap, we kept you know ran a semblance of a wing, of a uh, buck sweep, but not a lot. Right. So we took it out because the quarterback I had was a he had a good arm, he was a young sophomore, so we could able to throw the football. So after the '93 season, going into '94, we started that season when I, we went 0 and 4 right out the gate. 0 and 4. We my dad had just died. 
I'll never forget on, y'all know how I work on Saturday, six to eight hours on Saturday. So I told the coaches, Von Lee, and I said, and Ross, I said, we can come in and work tomorrow. I ain't doing it. I said, y'all, uh, I can't say on the mic what I told them to do, but so we go to Valdosta. I'd read during the week that Valdosta State was playing Mississippi College, and Mississippi College was ranked number one in Division Two. Mm-hmm. Which I'd played in the Gulf South. My brother had played in the Gulf South, so I was intrigued by it. And I, I'd been keeping up with Valdosta, and it was about two and a half hours sure. over there, two hours and forty-five minutes, I think. So we got up the next day. We rode over to Valdosta. We watched Valdosta State and Mississippi College, and the game ended up 39-38 Mississippi College. But Valdosta State threw it every snap sure. with a guy named Chris Hatcher, mm-hmm. the quarterback who's now the head coach of Sam. Mm-hmm. So I, it intrigued me. And I said, you know what? At Asheville, the wing team was the great equalizer sure. for lack of some talent, sure. not having a big Rodney Orr or a big-time player, a you know, skilled player. The wing team gave us that advantage. When I went to uh, the Ufala, and we're all starting off 0 4, we brought. So Mike Leach sits down with me at a at a bar there in Ballasta. We're eating chicken wings and drinking draft beer, and he sits there and writes out six plays on a napkin. I still got them. Six plays on a napkin. Which ironically is still how he coaches. Like, yeah. He's got like half a piece of paper and he's got six yeah. plays. He goes, okay, do this. Do yeah. this. Do, like, you know, his signals are still the same. You sure. still can't stop it. So anyway, he, he, he shows me. He said, Russia need to run this, 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 and this. Put these things in. So we did. We put them in and we won four out of the next six games. So we ended up four and six. And that's where it all started. I mean, that's where it all started in 94 doing that. And then in 95, we, we we scored, we could score, but couldn't stop nobody. And John had left. You know, John was my D.C. in 93 and 94. He left to come back to Asheville in 95. I hired an idiot that to this day should have never been hired. I mean, I, I made a huge mistake there. And uh, How old are you, Nick Wilson? And so. 20. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's not yeah. you. So when you. Gee, thanks. Anyway, anyway, it was just a mistake for me to hire those people on defense, and we were terrible in defense in 95. So in 96. I got with Bill Clark mm-hmm. at the time. He had been he was at Coffee High School, so Bill Bill and I got together and met. We we sit down. He had been out. He'd been with Stoops and that bunch with Florida running, you know, the four three stuff. And so we put in the four three. So in '96, get this crazy story. So in '96, we put the four three in, and we play it like eight man front up front. Linebackers played four three with the secondary, so we were just halfway doing it. It wasn't a push front like it should have been doing. We should have been push front instead of read front. And Swindle had taught me out of that, really. So we ended up having a good defensive team, and we'd gotten, you know, we didn't have the receivers. We lost receivers, and our quarterback was young and athletic, so we'd gotten in a, an eye offense. Ended up going 10-2, and 11-2, but, um, but then I go to Mobile. Mm-hmm. Then we started having – so I, that's when I went into up-tempo – because we were terrible. Right. We had a really good running back in Brandon Johnson that could hold down the middle, but we had some decent receivers. And Michael Arnett, a little quarterback, could throw the mess out of it. So we transitioned in 97, 98. I went to – took our Alma Bright team to Lexington, 707 passing camp, started putting the offense in at Alma Bright, more like Kentucky. Right. They had beaten Alabama in 97. 
So that got a lot of attention. Sure. So we started putting it in. And by 99, when I got to Hoover, we were full-fledged spread. Wow. No doubt. And you had Odom down there at Alba. I mean, you go from Eufaula to Alba. They're putting mm-hmm. those two schools together, yep. Alba and Grand Bay, mm-hmm. into Alma Bryant. Yep. And you come up, you brought that Alba team up here and played us in the spring. Yes. And Odom was on that team. Yeah, y'all beat us. I think you, I think Asheville beat us. I mean, but we, we yeah, that was the Alba team. So, and that would have been in 97. Then we put them two teams together for 98, and we had, we had, we had some athletes now. First now. seven games, uh, shut so out, that, right? Yeah, first Grand seven games. The first points we given up was or Alma Bryant. First, yeah, Alma Bryant. The first points given up was against Murphy High School in a halfback pass. And then the next week we shut that team out. So we given up seven on a halfback pass, or no, a double pass, not a halfback pass. Threw it out to receiver, receiver threw it down the field. And then we played T.R. Miller in game ten. They took the opening drive, stuck it right down our throat to go up seven nothing. We ended up beating them forty-two to seven. First round played Prattville, beat them seven to nothing, shut them out. So that's nine shutouts. And then we go to Phoenix City and win a 24-16 bloodbath. And then we get Viger and uh, they beat us 22 to 21. And um, we had a sophomore quarterback and then they end up being a state championship game and losing to Vestavia 10 to eight. Vestavia blocked a punt to beat them. So we were close to 98 too. Real quick, I, this is kind of transition to something different. You know, you wa- you you were telling us before we started on this podcast that you watched your son and his team, the Piedmont Bulldogs, last year in that state championship game. Yes. What 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 were you thinking watching Piedmont going into halftime, knowing the score that what it was, and then the end result being what it was? You know, I'd watched them, and I knew I knew Steve's culture. Mm-hmm. And I knew they were going to come back out second half and play. I, I didn't. I wasn't going to sit there and say I guaranteed a win, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting with Chris Hatcher during the whole game, and Hatcher said, "Y'all are done." I said, "I'm telling you, Chris, we'll come out second half and we'll make it a ball game." Yeah. So we take the opening drive and go right down the field, score. And, and I knew then that the sideline mannerisms changed. I can tell when they come out of the start of the second half that they just had a different buzz about them. And you got to understand, our quarterback Jack Hayes. I mean, he's that a phenomenal joker. athlete, yeah. and I mean, I mean, he ran the ball like thirty times in that game. Yeah. Picked up one hundred eighty-eight yards as a quarterback running the ball, and then of course we had a good receiver that caught all them balls too. But uh, you know, there's no different the '92 team, the Alma Bryant team, the Hoover teams, the Moultrie teams, the '96 Eufaula team. All teams have. They have you, their makeup of mindset. You know, you're Coach Saban talking about mindset, but the mindset is the key to winning. And Piedmont's mindset is we're going to win the football game. Come Buddy, heck or high water, they're yeah. going to win the football game. They're not going to lose. And if they do lose, like we lost to Alexandria, it's just they're that much better than we were. We beat a Jacksonville team last year that was loaded mm-hmm. with players. Beat them fifty four, mm-hmm. forty five, or yeah. something like that, and uh, but we'll be in the mix of it. Although we got some deficiencies this year, we don't have a proven running back. We got my son at receiver, and we got a young sophomore at receiver. Got another kid that's got three good receivers. We'll be in ten personnel a good bit. 
you know, defensively we're lacking in, in the back end some at some places. But it's Steve and his staff do a great job of plugging holes, yeah. just plugging holes with stuff, and and they just know how to win. Man, James Blanchard's a legend, like de- defensive. Oh, he does a great job. I mean, he's he what he's been able to do defensively over there. I mean, he's he's done a good job. Well, his, see, he, he wanted he wanted Thomas to play safety, and I mm-hmm. really at times wish I think he wish it. I wish he would have played safety because. You know, Thomas is. He, I played. I played him at safety his seventh grade year and his eighth grade year. It was his ninth grade year when they moved him. When I was coaching UAB, they moved him to wide out because they needed an H. They needed that slot receiver, and he had really good hands. So I really think for them to make a deep run, Blanchard's going to have to have him, the other receiver, and that other them three receivers and Jacks going to play defense in crucial situations. Yeah. You know, whether you take four really good players on offense, move them to the defense. In crucial situations, and to win it, to win it all, I mean, and to win big games, you're gonna have to do that. So, uh, but Blanchard does a good job out of the three-four. He makes it simple. Uh, they don't pattern read, which I don't blame him. Um, but they play, you know, they play split safeties a lot, and they'll roll, they'll roll safety down to get the extra guy in the box. But you know, we're just again, I mean, Steve just does a great job of, of knowing. Uh, what he needs to do and how he needs to do it, and he calls his own plays. He don't. They, they're in the huddle. Jack yeah. always comes to the yeah. sideline to get to play. Mm-hmm. So uh, early in the year, he's about to give out, you know, in the fourth <laughs> quarter yeah. because he's run over there so many times. But you can't argue with his success. Five state championships in 17 years, I think, mm-hmm. and um, and he'll he'll make a run. I, I think us and Madison Academy are the two teams up north. You know, I, I think Plainview will be better. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Dale can turn around in a year, but. Looks like us and us and uh, of course we got to go to Hatch again. I don't think Pete must be to Hatch in three years. What a, well, I want to get I want to get your opinion on Paul Benefield at five. Yeah. You know y'all play playing the uh, Jamboree coming up, right? That's yes. that's who you open up with. Well, you know Paul and I were college roommates for a semester. What? Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah, Paul and I were good friends, and you know we we go to Jacksonville same time. He walked on just like I did, and and then you know he 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 gave it up after the first year. But you know Paul and I were friends in, in, in college and wow. I think the world of Paul Benefield. Small you know, I had I hadn't talked to Paul in probably since my early years at Hoover to be honest with you. I'm I'll see him here in a couple of weeks when he comes up. But you know, Paul's done a phenomenal job. He, again, he's built a culture. Yeah, the culture yeah, there is just crazy. I mean, you know, it, people tell me you you can build a culture anywhere. You just gotta have it's just that right mix and you know, and you got to put emphasis on a couple of things you think you can do that may give you an edge. You know, I used to speak at clinics all the time, and it was old country slang, but I called it edge gainers. You know, and I talked on, about edge gainers and what puts your team in an, uh, the advantage or gives you an advantage over your opponent. So you have to find that as a coach or as a program of what you can do that's different than the than the norm that everybody does. So what are you doing differently that nobody else is doing? So that's where the innovation comes in. I go all the way back to my playing days at Ohio under Coach Clark. Our defense was just innovative. I mean, the things we did on defense. I mean, I, I was a safety. We had 18 different calls. And wow. then on offense, we were a no-huddle wishbone. So, and under Coach Scales, what I talked about earlier, what he did. So I, I think learning at a young age how to be innovative and how to gain an edge over your opponent 
And even Larry Ginn telling me one time in basketball, he said, you know, Rush, this is what we do. And I saw it firsthand knowledge of what he did to make his basketball program good. Nobody was doing that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I just think you got to do something to give yourself an edge that's not traditional, if, I, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. That's not traditional. That's something everybody's doing. you got to find something in your program that makes you stand alone in everything you do and that will be the one thing that can turn your program around. I don't know what that is everywhere. Every place for me has been a little bit different, you know, but I can track back to what I think it was. You know, at Alan Bryant, we didn't have a weight room and we moved, we bought all these new weights and put it at a Church of God down there. They had a huge wreck deal. It was probably 50 yards long and 30 yards wide. And they had, we made them put down carpet and we were able to do an exercise conditioning program in the off-season unlike anywhere else. I talked to my principal about, okay, we're on the block system. Let's put a homeroom and all that stuff after the – so I sent them to school first block at 7.15. Believe it or not, you went to school at 7.15 in Mobile. So we'd bring the kids in, and we'd feed them unbelievable breakfast. And I'm not just crazy, but the kids love crab omelets and mm -hmm. regular batter. Oh, wow. yeah, and they would hammer them things with hot sauce. And I'm telling you, we'd bring them in and we'd feed them like kings. Send them to class. So second block started similar to what we did at Ashland, but it was a little bit more up in the day. So second block, we'd get them at about 9.15. We kept them to 12 o'clock. I mean, it was that long. Because he, what he did, he said, we had an advisory period. <laughs> he had an advisory period and... So what the what Logan, not Logan, but Mr. Latham did, everybody in Mobile got out at 215, 210, 215. Not not at Alma Bryant. What he did, well, it was really at, at Alba and Grand Bay, is that he extended the day 15 minutes. Now, he got in a little bit of trouble with the superintendent, but he it told him why he wanted to do it. Plus, the superintendent time really wanted me to win because he went out on a limb because we built a new school. And they put a lot of money, $30 million, into our school. So built a new school there at Alma Bryant. So my point being is with all that is that got us going, and we were doing things. There. So we had them kids nearly two hours and 15 minutes. Then we sent them to lunch, bust them over to lunch. So what we did is I got the community to feed them lunch so they didn't go to the lunchroom. That's how I was able to keep them for two hours. and It was maybe two hours and a half of work. So during the season, you know, in Alabama, you can go out in shoulder pads. You can go out and practice during the day. So we, we've been shelled during school, you know, and then we've been able to get film in, practice in, or all the special stuff. Then after after school, that's where I got the term two-a-days, mm -hmm. as we had two-a-days year-round at, uh, at Alma Bryant. Wow, wow. And so, Different but again, <laughs> it, it is, but, you know, you you, you got to figure out a way to – to, to do those things, I you got to innovate. You got to innovate. Right. I mean, yeah. you can you can do it now. You just can't put pads on. Sure. I mean, you can have. I mean, I'm a big believer in film and walkthrough. Film, walkthrough. Film, walkthrough. I mean, that you've got to do that. And so, if I got 30 to 45 minutes of film with a player, then we're going to go out and correct what we just watched. Yeah. That's why that tower's sitting right there. Yeah. We film practice. Yeah. So Shane, you, and then we go watch <laughs> practice right the next day. I got to build that tower, so. <laughs> hey, uh, tell, tell. I want you to give your two best memories you got of these two guys right here from 
back in, in the day. Uh, I don't careful, put, man. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Murphy getting getting to dress out with us was was pretty. I mean, that was pretty memorable. <laughs> what was for me. he like as a player at practice? Oh, he was wide open. Now, I mean, he's he's insane. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was he was he going against us. He was it. trying to. He was trying to put us in our place, and we was trying to put him in our in his place. I mean, so it was good. I'd hit you. <laughs> he wasn't scared to hit. He did. What about that guy right there? We've got a lot of good memories, I oh, mean, because yeah. we've been, like I wrote down right here, I mean, him and my mom went to high school together. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, had you? I didn't know. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Know. So, Julia Jones. I didn't so know she anyway, was we, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yep, you did. We're, I think we're the same age. She come back here. Mm-hmm. Um, after my uncle graduated, right? Like it was ninth or tenth grade year, I believe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So tenth she grade. graduated from Asheville, didn't she? Yes. She left after her tenth grade year. Yeah. So her junior year. But yeah, I, I remember we were standing outside the field house one day. It was my senior year, and Tommy Hill was mm-hmm. ag teacher. Crazy Tommy Hill. <laughs> he, had, he had made him a new paddle. Oh, yeah. And he said, see right, let me try his paddle out. I said, no, I'll pass. I said, he said, yeah. He said, I, I won't, I'm serious. I said, I don't know about this. <laughs> and his first wife was up there mm-hmm. because she had just, no, what year was Jacob born? Drove born in ninety one. April of ninety one. So he was he was there. April ninety one. And she says, Rush, you paddle him, he paddles you. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then he wore wind pants. Oh a lot. Oh. No. Oh. He, he hits he hits me one leg. And I about went down. I mean, it was it was bad. It was, it was really bad. So he hands me the paddle, and he's he's reluctant. And he says, "See right." He said, "If you hit me hard, I'm gonna run you to death." And I couldn't help it. I, yeah, I give him everything I had. I mean, I, when else am I gonna get the paddle of my head football You're coach right. ever? Yeah. So I run the rest of the week. <laughs> Monday. I mean, I run the rest of the week. So, do you remember that? Oh, yeah, do I remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Hey, go go ahead and Did, tell about us taking y'all to Tuscaloosa. Oh man, now this this was after the '92 season. Y'all, this is after the season. Yeah, this is kind of in the spring. Probably they're having spring practice. Alabama. Right after that, one national championship. Right after Gene national championship, Gene Stallings. They decided to take us to practice. Did we, we go get, to spring or did we go in the fall? It was in the spring. Cause okay. we, we watched, yeah, it was we in watched the practice. They had already won a national championship. It had been, so, I guess, April. And we took yeah, all the seniors, just yes. the seniors on that team. So we, we were all excited because we were getting to go to Tuscaloosa. So we get down there and we watch practice. We get to meet players. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on the sidelines. I mean, we were in, in like, the offensive linemen with the linemen. You know, we, we're getting to go to the different groups. So we get we get done that day. We all go back to the hotel, and these cats decide to turn us loose and let us go where we wanted to go. Not no restriction. It's probably because we would turn our own self loose. Yeah, we so, said. I think you told them what be back about seven seven thirty something. So like we're eight. we're all down there, and we're in Shane Thomas's 
Auburn van. Oh wow! <laughs> His dad had a Auburn van. Mm-hmm. It was blue and white, like or blue blue and orange. Mm-hmm. Band. And we're all <laughs> in it, and we're, we're hitting every frat party we can find. Oh god! <laughs> so we're we're starting to. It's, you know, we don't have cell phones back then. We don't have none of this okay. stuff. So we're we're looking at the time, and you know, we're like, we got to get back. These cats are going, you know, they they're going to be looking for us. Yeah, so we we all finally pile up in that van, and we get back to the room, and they're not there. I mean, we we're trying to sneak in, and they're not even there. So we're worried about getting caught, and they weren't even there. They're they're not even nowhere to be found. I don't even know where they is. Do, we do we didn't go look for them. Do you? I mean. Do you want? So to, y'all were all, you? So that was before your senior year. No, no, this is after, after the after, after the, the yeah, senior. They're year. seniors. Yeah, y'all we're in the world. But I took him down there for that. Well, we did. Do y'all y'all did, and y'all we enjoyed it. Or? Yeah, because I left right after that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I went to Ufala late April. Yeah, I tell you, you went back to the hotel room and crashed. That what I did? Yeah. Okay. What is out? They was back on time, though. How do you know? Man, that? I think we turned. I was there. I think we turned them loose again. Who else? Was and loose? said, "Be back. I'll be back ten. I guess yeah, this I mean, time. I think we turned we you loose again. Yeah, yeah, we, we stayed out at night. Yeah. I don't mind it. <laughs> and the thing I remember the thing that, that man sucked is there was four of us to a room, and I mean we wasn't all small guys. Who, 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 who <laughs> took them with? Me and you. Me and you took them. Just me and you took them. I guess we went. Yeah, I guess we went to Dreamland and ate and everything. We went Dreamland and ate. Yeah, that. I mean, because me and you took them, and the thing I remember, Gene Stallings come over and just talked to us yes. after they won national championship, yep. shook everybody's hand. Yeah. And I remember shaking his hand and then just looking down like I'm never washing this yeah, hand again. Everybody right. just laughs at me. You know, Look at my hand. Well, we all got a good laugh oh, out yeah. of you, yeah. pretty regular. Yeah. Just, just pretty, just pretty comical. We used to <laughs> take seniors at Heflin to a bowl game. That was their incentive to get them out. Yeah, if you go through the season, we'll take you to a bowl game: the Hall of Fame, the Gator, the Liberty Bowl. So I, for five years at Heflin, we took kids to the thing to a bowl game, the seniors, which was the dumbest thing, because they you, you, you ain't got much control over them after that, you know. Yeah. At least you can hang something over their head if they're juniors. Yeah, right. But, but I mean, yeah. you know, we but we were in Tuscaloosa in an Auburn van, hitting the frat parties up. <laughs> in an Auburn, did you ever get any comments about the van from anybody? Of course. Sure. Uh, if they did, they didn't say a lot to me because I mean yeah. I was I was six three, two forty five, two fifty. I mean I, they wasn't. Didn't you have a mustache? Probably. That was Probably a pretty tough, <laughs> strong bunch that was down there. We, yeah. we had a, we had a, pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it was – which and we we sort of traveled in packs, too. I mean, yeah. we didn't – you know, a lot of these kids nowadays, they got, you know, two or three here, two or three here. I mean, when you saw us, I mean, it was everybody usually 10, 12, 15 of us at a time. Yeah. You know, you don't much your mama, Julia. I mean, she, she helped me a bunch build this program, too, because she helped organize banquets, and she did – I think she's stuff. still mad at you about the orange pants, so I'm pretty sure. Probably so. <laughs> Probably so. She wanted orange pants in 92, and he, he, yeah, he right. vetoed it. Well, re- redid the field house, too. Yeah, we redid the field house. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Move that around a little bit. Yeah. So, Coach, before we get out of here, I do have a couple of questions. One's kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I'm going to mm-hmm. lead with that one. You're a visor guy. Like, t- talk about that. Like, is there just anything specific? Is it like, hey, it makes my hair look good? Or I'm a visor guy. Are, are you? Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't like In 1981, when I first got into coaching, well, the, the guy brought by some visors for us to wear. So I was a defense coordinator um, at, at Heflin. You know, and I just, at that time, I don't even remember why I wore it. I just got used to wearing it. And I guess it was my, 
assemble my assemble my guess, but I've just always, I, you know, I go back now. I wish I hadn't have done it, but <laughs> I've had to go about. I bet I've had 300 to 400 places froze off my head from you know skin cancer, you know, and that's right there, right, right. that hat, what you know, so where it was it. So I mean, I and I did wear a, a hat at Asheville yeah. on Friday nights. Okay. Yeah, there's a picture of you yeah, in a yeah, tie. Yeah. Yeah, in a, in I a did that shirt too. and a hat. Mm-hmm. You know that was a thing back then. I think. Coach well, he Dye. couldn't. He couldn't wear wind pants on Friday night. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, Coach Die, Coach Die set the tone with a lot of coaches that wore a hat and a tie. And, and a tie. Yeah. Coach, and you know, uh, you took talking about Coach Die. You took me to Auburn's football camp. Yep. Remember that, too? Coach. Uh, when I think of a tie, high school coach wearing a tie, I think of Jamie Riggs. Yep. At uh, T.R. Yeah, Miller, that's right. I mean that Joker coached. How long did he coach? Forty years, something like that. Thirty-five. Well, Terry Kirsch. That's right. He still wears a tie. Wears he a tie. does. He, uh, and I, he got that. Coach died. But there was a lot of us that wore ties back then. You know, in the eighties and nineties, a lot of people wore ties. Head coaches did. I mean, it was just sort of the thing to do back then. And you know, Coach Stallings wore a coat and tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Coach Bryant wore a coat and tie. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's just that's just what you did. But you go back, look at the look at the in the seventies. Look at old pictures at Legion Field of people going to the Alabama game, and half, three quarters of the people up. there had coat and ties on. Yeah, yeah. My, mom, I mean, what my, my mom dressed up. My daddy would wear a coat and tie to go to the game. That's yeah. just what you did. Yeah. If you were an A club member, which he was, you know, he had season tickets and all that stuff. He wore, he wore a coat and tie every game. And early in the year, he may not have. We went to the Florida State Alabama game. Ken Stabler's quarterback at Alabama, and Florida State and Alabama tied. In 1967, that was the first game I ever went to, 1967, Alabama and Florida State tied. It was on national TV. So my mama didn't go. She let me go with Dad. Everybody thought, you know, Alabama would blow Florida State out. And that game ended in a 37-37 tie. 37-37. Well, there's a documentary about it. I mean, Coach yeah. Bryant's on the sideline cussing everybody out. <laughs> you know, that's when he was famous. What the heck's going on? Yeah. You know, so all that kind of stuff. my other question is, we kind of talked about it a little bit right before we went on air. Uh, coach Sean Sutton was, was my high school coach. Right. Uh, 2000, 2001 seasons here. I feel sorry for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so. Um, he left, went went to Hoover. Mm-hmm. He's been with you for a number of years. Ten since. years. Ten years. Um, kind of kind of talk about Coach Sutton just a little bit because he he was a big Tennessee guy. Uh, you know, modeled a lot of, of mm-hmm. the weight room programs, speed programs after Tennessee. Um, you know, and obviously he's had a ton of success with, with you guys. Just kind of kind of touch on him real quick. I, I feel like he's the one that kind of gets looked overlooked because he had a short tenure here. Right. But he's fairly successful, had a lot of good players. Yeah, I think he won more games than me and John put together. Not put together. No. He won more games than I won, and John both. Sure. His, his win-loss record at Asheville I think is better than mine or John's. All right, I have to check that. By that's, one or two. I think okay. that's right And because uh, he's reminded me of that several times. Oh. <laughs> so, anyway – now, I hired Sean in 2004, and here, when you go back and hire coaches, what we've talked about all day is about small school mentality is the best coaches to hire because they've had to do everything. Sure. And you go back and look how many coaches, sons I've hired, and how many coaches I've hired that have been at smaller schools, especially head coaches, right. a ton of them. And I think... When, so I looked at Sean, and I looked at, okay, this guy's been at Asheville. I know what I did at Asheville. I know he had to cut the grass. I know he had to clean the commodes. I know he had to do all, you know, do the gym floor. You didn't clean commodes. You made us do that. Well, I did. <laughs> but I did that dang gym floor. God, I'm mighty awful. And so, 
Uh, and yeah, and heaven's even worse than that because it's a college-sized gym. But but anyway, so the, all those little jobs you do, I knew you had to do that. So at the end of the day, I took I, you know Sutton was he coached my running backs the first year in mm-hmm. 2004. He was in a classroom. He taught history five periods a day. He cussed me for it for years after that. But after the next year, in 05, I got him out of that classroom stuff, got him in the weight room. Mm-hmm. He started running the weight room for me. And uh, Matt Moore had left, and he sort of took the reins there because Pruitt didn't want to get in the weight room much. And uh, so he, 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 he took that over, and, and then he, I moved him out to receivers yep. later on. And then when I left to go to Georgia, he stayed because he didn't have enough years to retire in. So... You know, and then I hired him in 11 after being sick with cancer, stage four throat cancer. Uh, he, you know, I hired him. I called him. I said, look, Sean, we just got beat. We had 685 yards of offense, 38 first down, scored 38 points, and we can't win the game. I said, I, we're physically not there. I need somebody to come in here and change our weight room culture like we did at Hoover. He did that. Married him and Travis Pearson both, and uh, he did that for me. And then later on, uh, you know, he became the coordinator in 13, mm-hmm. offense coordinator, and then he left to take a job up here somewhere and for, for the 14th season. He came back to me in 15 as a position coach, 16 and 17. Then he left 18 to go to Clay Chalkville, and then I hired him back in, at Valdosta in 2020. So now he's at Lowndes County at uh, at was that great so uh sean sean needs three more years three more falls mm-hmm. he's got i think he's got eight years in at georgia maybe seven he needs three more to get his retirement in georgia right. and, and then he'll retire um he's 58 mm-hmm. maybe i think he turns 58 in august i think that's right or he may turn 59 he may turn 59 he either turns 58 in august or 59 in august and uh he's been a great Coach for me, I mean, he's, he's, he's been able to hold a lot of different hats. Uh, assistant head coach, offense coordinator, uh, strength and conditioning, uh, you know, he's had a lot of success doing that. So, you know, i got nothing but admiration for him, and and uh, he's a very, he, he was very loyal to me. And um, it didn't end real well at, at, at Valdosta Forest, and there were some – Tough times we both went through there, but uh, but you know, you, you, you pass it on down the river and you move on. That's right. So that's what you do. Well, next time you next time you see him, tell him I tell him I said uh, hello. And, and my last thing, I promise I, I'm no, done I'm after this one. <laughs> um, Asheville High School has had a lot of historically just really good coaches. Whether they're they they're successful here to a, to a certain extent, and they move on, and they even even as equal or more successful. You know, you can look at Coach Farmer, you can look at yourself, Coach Gross, Coach Sutton. Um, kind of, you, you kind of alluded to it a little bit about small school coaches. They kind of do a little bit of everything so they understand more about football, more about program. But just what what is it that just specifically Asheville that's made it so such a good place to coach and therefore has built some really good coaches? Well, you know, I think when you go back to Coach Farmer, he didn't have great success here, but he learned so much. Sure, you know he's from here, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes can be a deterrent. And I, I'm sure the things that he did here, he learned when he went to Etowah and had great success. First, he hired good coaches. Sure, and and 
that's a big thing. And so, and, and, you know, Ed Wall was rolling, you know, under, when he was there. So, um, you know, with Nix, Conrad Nix was his coordinator and did a great job. I went against Conrad at Northside Warner Robins. But, but then you throw in, you know, me being here, John Gross, um, and Sean Sutton is being head football coaches here. I, again, what I think Asheville does for you is it's a difficult job, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because you're limited with athletes. Mm-hmm. And uh, those 92 groups don't come around often. They don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think y'all got one now with the amount of seniors y'all have. Yeah. This coming year? Yeah, 20. Yeah, that's a lot. So, 20 seniors. I mean, I think and that's – How many's on the team? 10, 10 of them. Ten, ten of them start on defense. Yeah, ten of them start on defense. Ten of them start on defense. We've got so. almost 60 total yeah. players. 60 that's players. 10th, 11, 12? Not 10th, 11, 12. No, that's yes, pretty good. 12, yeah. That's about where Steve is. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're, we're you know, obviously trying to build the culture and, and get the kids to really buy in on things. And, you know, and, and we talk about it all the time. Kids these days, they, they're not – they don't breathe sleep football like, like no. I did whenever I was in school. Like – You'd be surprised the number of kids that don't know what a first down is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm being 100% serious yeah. there. They don't know what that little stick there is. You know, they're used to watching on TV, and they go for the yellow line, that kind of thing. So, you know, there, there, there is some of that. You know, I was part of a pretty special group in 2002. You know, I think it's the last time we, we won a playoff game. It is. You know, Your team. And I, I, I think, like like uh, Josh was talking about, that, you know, this right here could has the potential of being a very special class. Who's y'all beating 0-2? Or something, the head coach. Uh, Luverne. That's right. Yeah, they were number eight in the state, I think. And, and was it Falkville that um, – What round was that? First Oscar? round. That's the first round. And, yes, then, what, and, and then who did you play the second round? Alliceville. The Alliceville. defending state Alliceville. champion Alliceville. here, Alliceville. We we lost 16 to 12, something like that. Mm-hmm. 16 to 8 maybe. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, had a special team then. Again, you know, Coach Sutton did a great job with, with those guys. And, and I think that uh, – I think we're going to have a – we have potential to have a very special year this year. Now, who took over after Sutton left? Was it Fleming? Was it Gary Fleming? I think it was. It might have been. Oh, four. Yeah. Gary Fleming, yeah. And, and he was here for five, one season. One, one season. Yeah. Oh, five was Peavy. That's right, Scott mm-hmm. Peavy. He was here in oh, five. And that was the last time we went to the playoffs. Last Lost. time I asked for went to the playoffs. Lost to Aliceville. Mm-hmm. In oh, like, five? Mm-hmm. Oh, six. Oh five or oh six. Oh six. I think it was oh five. I think it Might was have been oh five. Oh five yeah. football season. Oh six. Football. Football. Well, has not been in the playoffs since oh five. Since, since, since the fall of oh five. Last yeah. two, last two seasons we've been one game away. Yeah. La- uh, two years ago we were five and five, one game away, and last year we were six and four, one game away. So, but the thing that the thing that bothers me about Asheville is four A. That's just that's just tough. Well, we're, yeah. we're what the fourth smallest. We're the fourth right? smallest four. So. Well, never, yeah, I won't go into why, but uh, <laughs> we're the fourth. We're the fourth smallest four in the state. If you were three A, who would what region would you be in? Probably the Piedmont region. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Ideally, we would be in that Blunt County, yeah. you know, Asbury, Brindley Mountain. Yeah, you know that three A region. But is Aniana? What are they? Three or they're four? 4A. They're, they're in our region. They're in our four A region. Aniana, Etowah, Cherokee County, Fultondale, Good Hope, Hansville. Good I think last year or year before. I'm coaching at Appalachian, mm-hmm. and we're at Summerton Christian. Yeah, and y'all are we're at Dora. <laughs> y'all are a hundred yards down the road yeah. at Dora. Yeah. You know, it's it's right there. I mean, right there. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm just getting back to Asheville present. 
So how how is the booster club now? How how is it? It's one giant booster club, all sports. All and sports. it's a nonprofit five oh one C three organization outside of the school system, raises money. How much do you think you raise per year? Uh we average anywhere last year we were right at eighty thousand. That's pretty good. So this year we're you know, inflation we definitely feel it. Because <laughs> people are just not spending the money. Right. People just aren't spending the money. I think that's everywhere. Yeah. It is. It is like with us. It's yeah. the same way. I mean, I'm I mean, hearing the same thing at Hoover High School. Yeah. And, and so. it's, it's, it's honestly, I'm a little surprised that it's this quick. I figured it'd, it'd be, we'd have a good year this year, and next year we'd really feel it. But, no, it's been right this now. year. Like it's, well, I mean, I've got people that's a $100 sign renewal. I can't yeah. do it this year. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And you're and you're going, dang. Like, that's that's. That hundred that helps. Yeah. Do y'all do? Yeah. A, if y'all have a jumbotron or not? No. <laughs> we have. That's we a long whole story. big ordeal. Yeah, that's right a whole other episode there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I've never been a huge believer in them, but I mean, I mean you got to have some ways to make money. I mean, because yeah. the money. I mean, we had one at Valdosta. We did not have one at Colquitt. We had one at Valdosta, and I'm just telling you, it it drained our budget, Boost Club money. I mean, we're sitting there raising two hundred thousand, and in football only, mm-hmm. but eighty-five, ninety thousand was going to the Dagum Jumbotron. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying off your payment. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. them things are six and seven hundred thousand dollars, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So. Well, I was in the. I was a part of the one that's up here. Yeah. In in that little, I think that one ended up costing thirty grand, and mm-hmm. I don't think it ever worked. So it's up there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it it's a it's, billboard. It's yeah. It's so what's changed as far as Facility-wise, since I was here. Oh, you'll see. Yeah, yeah. You will see here in a moment when we get done with this. So it's, but it is different. It, it is very it's, different. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it, you a preview. It's, it's done this. Yeah, it's flipped, <laughs> and and you'll know what we mean by yeah. that. But like, it's changed. It's 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 flipped. It's completely changed since I was in school. I graduated from here in fourteen. Well, like um, you know, you know, like the old tractor shed that we mm-hmm. had. That's that's not that's a. I think film it was a sudden thing. I yeah, think, I think it was. Sutton, they they locked it all in, so yeah. no more tractor sheds. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, well, I know Nick's. When Nick's was here, he he finished closing it in mm-hmm. and made it into a coach's office because I donated all the the wood and everything for it. I think the thing here is you got to be part farmer. You got to take bush hog all this. <laughs> you got to do everything. That's for sure. There's that no maintenance. True. There's no maintenance. No. Football coaches are your maintenance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I I'm the one that gets to spray everything around here. <laughs> Spray um, and we. Well, I know when I was quarterback club president for several years, I mean, I mowed the grass every week. Yeah. I mean, I would bring my lawnmower up here and mow the grass every week. But you know, look, guys, and I say this because I grew up in watching, I mean, some, and in Heflin, I cut the grass. I, I was a guy that cut the football field at, at Heflin. And um, that was just what I did. And then Coach Mack or other people, they took care of the practice field, which is the outfield of the baseball field. And that's not like anymore because they've got turf. But um, that's a good thing with turf. You know, you don't have to worry about the worry about the grass. You don't have to worry about poison. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. But uh, no, I did all that until I went to Eufaula. Now at Eufaula, I had to cut the practice field. We yeah. had, to, but we didn't have to put the game field because the city took care of it. And then Alma Bryant, they took care of all that. Eufaula's so, got a nice indoor facility now. I yeah. mean, it's not a full length, but right. it's, a, it's a. They've got a nice indoor facility. They got those doors that roll up and mm-hmm. it rolls right under their out door practice field right. which is full length grass but inside you know 
It's a, it's a decent facility. Well, the thing, the thing that's moving, people are moving to that. Big schools are going to go to indoors mm-hmm. because of the heat and because of the weather and all the things that can benefit the whole school. Yeah, it's a multi-purpose facility. Multi-sport. Yeah. And then smaller schools are going to go, they're going to get smart and they're going to build bigger, bigger weight rooms. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a 25,000, 30,000 foot uh, building that's 30,000 square feet that's your weight room slash you know how Sutton used to work kids out you mm-hmm. know that we got years ago from Tennessee Stanford all these places that we visited you know you've got these areas that you can actually practice football in you may not can throw in it as well or you can throw to one side can't throw to the other side but it's big enough so instead of building a square room that has a weight room in it that's mm-hmm. 4,000 or 5,000 square feet, those are going to be archaic, right. and they're going to go into the bigger multi-sport rooms, and, and based on your budget, how, si- how big, big they are. But what people are going to figure out is the way weight training sessions go now, mm-hmm. that's where they're going to lend to build down the road for everybody. You know, your baseball team needs a play to hit, a place to hit when it's cold in January, February, March, or your band needs a place because they got competition coming up, or your Special Olympics team needs this, that, and the other, like we said, multi-sport. That's, people are going to finally figure out, you know what, that's the best spent money in our system. Outside yeah. of our academic labs and our classrooms, that's probably the next biggest thing mm-hmm. is that. So that's coming fast. They're being built left and right yeah. and I think that's going to happen but you know Asheville to me going back to it and putting a closure to it there's a lot of things I learned here a lot of things and the camaraderie with teachers the the, the people that worked hard here uh, the people that donated money and the people that, that cared about Asheville football um, it was just a it was a great time and you learned a lot of things and you know I probably wouldn't have left except for the fact Logan was retiring. So I know when Coach Logan was retiring, he came to me and said, Rush, this is it for me. I'm done. And that was in February, early March. Mm-hmm. And I started looking. And he said, I just don't know who they're going to put in here. You know, and at the time, for two years or three years, I had been administrator for the first two periods of the day. Took care, coaches took care of a 10-minute break. Remember that? And then he said, maybe the field house rest of the day. Yeah. So in the spring, I want to grab my bass boat at 1.30 when the kids <laughs> got through working out. And I'd pass, and Joey Ray would always come and say, if you're going to go fishing, then you better bring me a bag of crappie. <laughs> and I said, yes, sir, I'll get it. God. And so, I, you know, you could, so there's things here that I'd enjoy doing like that. You know, I'd go pick up my daddy on the other side and we'd go fishing or, you know, you, me and Two Heart would go hunting together and, you know, over in Pelham Range and all that stuff. And so there, there's, there's just a Big lot. Big booms over there. <laughs> but there's, there's, there's just a lot of positive things you get from being here. And and to me, you work in your basketball. You went to all the basketball games. You know, I ain't been to a basketball game very much since I left Asheville. You fry a good crappie, too. It's yeah, good. <laughs> it really is. I've had that. And I used to eat them things three days. Coach Tuart told me about one of those times y'all had to go get a, um, a permit. Y'all wanted to yeah. go get a permit over at the range. Yeah. And, uh, you had to spend a night? Yeah. yeah and Coach, uh, <laughs> Coach Logan said, all right, y'all, y'all be back at such and such time. 
well, and at such and such time, y'all were still over there standing in line waiting on that permit. <laughs> y'all got back. You got cussed out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you had to go over and sit in line because I had to do it this past year during turkey season. I didn't get to deer hunt this year because of COVID, but I look forward to that. So I've got me an expedition, oh, my, my old expedition, which is pretty good shape, got 200,000 miles on it. But So i got a place I can lay down in the back. So you go pull up around 12 o'clock and get your pass. And then if you want to hunt the next day or two days later, you had to get there by 12 o'clock to get us get your favorite mm-hmm. spot. So you learned it to camp out in your, in your car. A lot of people do it, but, you know, it's a great place to hunt. Yeah. You know, but, you know, there's just growing up in Ohatchee and being on that creek bank and learning how to fish and hunt and being here and heffling. Those, those were good years, man. That, that, I mean, you can't. But you know, you talk about the creek bank. Do y'all remember the rattlesnake when we played over there in the dressing room? Yeah, I do, Our I senior do remember year. I, I do. That's why we're so fired up. I tell you, we had to fear. We, we, we had to meet outside. We couldn't. There was a rattlesnake in the locker room. And what they do? They had to go in there and kill it. Or? They, somebody went in there and killed it or got yeah. it or I don't remember. Yeah. We we was outside. Though. I mean, I remember yeah, that. I remember that. So fired up. It's a wonder fired BJ up. hadn't gone in there and ate the thing. He might have. Somebody paid him. He would have. I mean, if they'd have thrown five dollars yeah. up. I mean, they don't tell me what would happen. John Perry would have gone in and caught it too. John Perry would have caught it and probably ate it. Let's let's crazy. get to our recommendations, Coach Murphy. Right. David, you want to go ahead and, and give us your recommendation? All what right. Do you recommend? Well, since we're doing doing nineties, I'm going to recommend go back and watch the TV show Coach, the old sitcom. Gosh, that's, that's a good, great good show. show. That is a great that's show. Really uh, what's his name? Dick uh, Dick Van Dyke's brother, what's Craig Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, the Van Jerry Jerry, Jerry Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah, oh, he was hilarious. Yeah, that's a good show. <laughs> yeah, Montana State. Oh, Minnesota State. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota Scream, State. Screaming yeah. Eagles, yeah. Yeah, the Screaming Eagles. He's got a, he's got a, yeah, I got a sweatshirt. He's got a sweatshirt from uh, Minnesota State. It's oh, awesome. man. It's awesome. What's yours? Mine's going to be the new movie, Prey. It's it's a, it's a the it's the Predator sequel movie, mm-hmm. and it just came out on Hulu, and it's called Prey. I watched it last night. It's really, really good. It's, it's set in the 1700s. And in this uh, Comanche tribe has to take on the predator. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. And it's really awesome. It's really, really. It's good. on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Highly recommend it. Okay. Um, I, I'm not a tobacco guy. I don't dip. I don't smoke. You know, anything like that. Uh, but I ran across something the other day on Facebook called Grinds, and what yeah. it is, it's little packets coffee. of coffee, and they have all different kind of flavor. And I'm a coffee guy. I, I'm not addicted to tobacco or nicotine, but I might be addicted to those things. So that, I, that, that's that's my recommendation. I, what flavor? Uh, I, I like the mocha. They've got um, an espresso flavor. Some of these have two times the caffeine. Yeah. Um, so it's just. But I don't think you need any. What? More no, you caffeine. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> what am I talking about? You're a youth football coach. No, at, I'm, I'm at, here. Well, well, at Southeastern at the time. Yeah. <laughs> This it's made it. This story is. Made I was it. there. I was at the game. Please tell that story. Please I was at the game. Story. Don't judge me, coach. And Clint starts acting a fool over a call. A bad call. It was a call <laughs> because it was on my sideline because I was actually sitting on the other side. Okay. Because I had been filming earlier that day in the top. Okay. So I just come out and sit down on the. It was it was it was a questionable call. Let's right. put it that okay. way. So Clint's on the other side of the field, yeah, and he gets extremely upset. 
and he proceeds to rip his shirt off <laughs> on the field. Yeah. Okay. During a youth <laughs> football game. They were the older kids. They were the older It was kids. the senior team <laughs> because in Blunt County, they, they do sophomores, juniors, seniors. Right. They don't do, you know, A team, yeah. B team, C team, whatever. You know, so, For, so yes, he, he – <laughs> For context, we, we spiked the ball. There's four <laughs> seconds left. It's not a timeout. I'm talking to my quarterback. Their whole entire team has left. Now, in hindsight, I should have just ran a play since all their guys were over there anyway. But I wanted the referee to throw a flag because their coaches were beyond the numbers and everybody's over there. And he said, Coach, I got it. Don't worry. I said, you ain't got it because your flag is still in the back of your pocket. He said, well, it's that guy's problem. He's got to deal with it. And I said, so you're going to sit here and tell me you're going to let them do that? And, blah. and anyway, I just I, I, I called a spade a spade. I'm going to clean that part of it up. And the guy flagged me for it. And I said, you're going to flag me for that? I'm going to give you something to flag me over. So you took your shirt off. So, so no, I, didn't, I didn't take no, your shirt really. off. He didn't take it off. Like Hulk. He went, no, he like, Superman. Like, uh, I, 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 it was a polo In shirt. a polo. A it was a polo. Ripped the polo. <laughs> it I wasn't was just, a, just a cheap T-shirt. Yeah, it was I, a green polo. I was still mad. It was his Sunday polo, exactly. I guarantee you. Yeah, and and I was still mad, so I ripped the undershirt. And then years later, one of the one of the coaches that were there with me, he said, "You know, I had a bad polo shirt." And I said, "You know, I'm gonna pull a Clint here, and I'm gonna rip this polo shirt off." He said, "He tried to do it." He said, "That was pretty impressive that you did it so easily." Yeah. So I was mad. That's that's mad. The last time I've been that mad, like. <laughs> It's been, it's been. Like I said, I was there. I, I and the video guy got thrown out that game, too. Yeah. 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 Video guy got thrown out that yeah. game, too. Yeah. Mickey Farmer got thrown out. Go ahead, uh, Josh. What you got? Here? My recommendation is just support your youth sports. There you go. And, uh, and, your, and your high school teams. I mean, that's. That's big, small. It's huge for the community, man. Especially in this time and. Well, I mean, with yeah. what we're going through in this country right now. Well, especially. it is, yeah. and like, I, I helped here for years. And it, we had a lot of support. And then, like, now I'm helping up at Appalachian. They have two hired coaches. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Everybody else is volunteers. So, I mean, yeah. get out and support your, your local high school teams and your, and your youth sports because that's – your youth kids are what's going to build you later on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's and it's your your JV varsity programs yes. that unite the community. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's – and, and the thing about – this that we've all been a part of as educators but especially as coaches is we're teaching young men and women how to be men and women how to be productive members of society and you know you can say well they're not going to play football when they're 30 years old no but they're going to come into contact with some difficult situations and yeah. some challenges it, look it, and it, they got to overcome they have it, to it overcome does that, i mean you know i was fortunate enough to play football after high school and the stuff these guys taught me mm-hmm. was I mean, it, it took me way past, yeah. you know, even up to the day owning my own business. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 big. Yeah, because everybody's gonna everybody's come gonna come into some challenges in their life, and we've talked about a lot of that for the three of us on this podcast. And ath- athletics teaches you how to. I mean, you you got to be mentally ready to overcome those and, things. And Murph, I've noticed you haven't got your car fixed yet. No. <laughs> Not fixed. I actually talked to the guy about the body guy yesterday. Said they got the fender over there. They just uh, they'll call me when they're ready. So you you still paying? Yeah, I'm still okay. paying. I told you I would pay yeah. for it. I run, run over, over my car it. in the parking lot last yeah. year. It's been a year ago. Over <laughs> two, year years. Ago. two years. I mean, two years. I'm driving it today. Well, yeah. yeah. And I sent him a te- I sent him a text, and he don't even respond to like. No, 12 hours no. later. Yeah, he won't. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, last but not least, Coach, do you have a recommendation? Well, you know, you're talking about, you know, the toughness part of what football t- teaches your athletics in general is that, you know, you are going to go through some tough times. I don't know that I would have made it through stage four cancer without the things I learned in football, the toughness and, uh, you know, I mean, you go through hot two-a-day practices or yeah. three-a-days or whatever you go through in football. I mean, Six, cancer, <laughs> cancer is, is a, cancer is, I don't say it's a breeze, but uh, in my worst of days in the end of May of 11, when I didn't know if I wanted to continue to live, it was, it was your high school coach or your high school guy you played next to or a coach you really thought highly of that would would change your mindset going forward, you know, with that stuff. So I think that's part of football that people don't realize is that you're going to go through some tough times in life, and that's what sustains you is football and the things you learn in football. But as far as, uh, you know, and I plan on Asheville, you know, if I can – y'all gave me two guys, uh, two builders, uh, Mr. Welch, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And the other one was Lashley. Layfield. 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 See, I'm writing this down. So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to try to build uh, the place, you know, on Walnut Road. And I'm just glad you moved back up here. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, because I, now you can, uh, you don't have to call me to, hey, I need you right here and take care of this for me. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Welch and Layfield, neither one are sponsors. No, the show. Yeah, they don't sponsor, Not, but they could sponsor. Yeah, could, could sponsor. Could. But you know, I mean, my point being is, I mean, I, you know, this community was good to me. I, I mean, I could choose a lot of different areas to live. Uh, you know, but I like I like it here, and and you know, when my kids get through at Piedmont. Uh, and if I don't, it's depending on if I get back in coach or not. I'm going to know December, January, you know, if I get back in, I'll get back in. And then they'll, my two youngest uh, that will be sophomores and juniors, I have a daughter and another son, you know, then I'll move to wherever and, and coach. But if not, then, you know, try to get something built here if the dang prices will ever go down. But <laughs> the other thing, I, I don't, you know, me and back, you run into people – you reunite. I, mean, I see Michael Shore a little more, Rusty Burroughs a little more. You know, people that you grew up with, Aaron Acker. I know Bill Miller's fighting a tough cancer battle right now uh, with Miller Photographer. Uh, you know, you see guys that you have neglected for 30-plus years, some of them 40 years. You know, I haven't spent a lot of time with Mark Acker and Aaron Acker in probably 30, 35 years. So, because uh, coaching's taking that much. But you also, the, the you know, the eating at the top of the river, you know. Right there yesterday. You know, but, you know, <laughs> here's the best. Pruitt's Barbecue. Yes. I'd recommend yeah. that catfish dinner yes. to anybody. Their whole catfish dinner. Yes. And I've eaten catfish from South Georgia to South Alabama to everywhere around. Pruitt's, Pruitt's Barbecue's fried catfish whole dinner is as good as I would recommend that to anybody. I'm glad you've said I, that because I haven't been there in a while. I need. I gotta. I gotta I, go. I've been to Pruitt. I go to Pruitt's a lot. Yeah, but like I've never gotten the fried chicken. I've never gotten the fried catfish. Fried catfish. I'm going the fried chicken. The fried chicken. Well, I'm amazing. hungry. And you it have takes to, 25 minutes well, to cook it. Wait it 25 does. minutes. It's good. It's yeah, it's worth. And that's one, thing I like about, that's one thing I like about the catfish is they cook to order. Right? Yeah. So and I like to cook. Yeah, it's not laying back there on a warmer. No, no, I understand. You know, it's it's. I mean, they throw it in the fryer then. No, it's Both good. Of them. But I, mean, I do enjoy I enjoy those 
those little old places that you uh, holes in the wall. Well, you know, shallows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've started doing catfish. They they do it on really? Friday nights. Yeah, until they're on Fridays, they're open until eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. They open, they stay open past three. Yeah, and they serve catfish, and it's pretty good. And I and I hope that I can get back to some games. You know, my son's playing this year. It'll be very hard. I know we're open on Friday, September the twenty second. Yeah, think. we're playing. Who do y'all play? Is that, that our? That? We play Aniston on Thursday night. I know. I know. Shay and I had talked, and he was going to do something. Hopefully, but um, so yeah. if you do something, that would be the night to do the thirty-year deal. What if you're going to do none of, none of my schedule will work out? I know that. I mean, so I just told him. I said, don't, don't, don't try to do something. Who? Well, with me coaching it out. That's Adderall. No, the twenty-second. Yeah. So that we'd be at Hayden on the twenty-third. Yeah, it's 23rd. That's what I mean. We play Aniston yeah. on the 22nd. On the 22nd. Is that at Aniston or is that at Piedmont? No, it's at Piedmont. It's at Piedmont. Yeah, yeah it's at, at Piedmont. We're at Hayden the next day. So, I mean, that actually could be a TV game. They're talking the Aniston-Piedmont game could be because they got like three yeah, or four SEC sh- guys. Aniston's freaking. They're loading. They're stacked. Are they all in that region? Are they in the region we all or are they south? They were a couple of years ago. Yeah, they were a couple of years ago, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're over there. But anyway, that that's, you know, that you know, that's uh, – Twenty seconds the only day because I know Hoover uh, twenty year reunion for the two thousand so for two two thousand two two thousand three two thousand four two thousand five mm-hmm. there'll be four straight years of twenty year celebration you know so wow. I missed the two thousand now I got up for the January meeting but I missed uh, you know because I was coaching in twenty twenty so but I look forward to some of that too. Coach, we appreciate you coming on. Josh, we appreciate you coming on, man. This is this has been fun. It's been it a good is. time. It's been good. Thanks for coming. Thanks for everything you've done for me, and thanks for hiring me. I wish I could have been a better employee. <laughs> you were real good, right. Murph. At, Aaron uh, Murph. Hey, like, hey, go watch Two A Days in Titletown, starring yes, Rush title. Popes. Go yes. watch that. Hey. And I'll say this, but two, two A Days, the first one is really good. You know, it, it overtook Laguna Beach as the number one reality the show. The second one was too – it seemed too scripted. Yeah, too scripted. But the first one was, was – well, you had you did you had Southern people doing the first one, yeah. and you had New York people doing the second right. one. Although the same company, they brought in somebody from MTV, brought in somebody that was they just wanted to create controversy, it cost us the uh, national championship probably because we was ranked number one USA Today. But the other one, Title Town from Valdosta, was good. Good, hey, I watched so, it. It's good. Speaking of that, one day in class, I, I said, "Stop! We're going." We ain't doing anything. And he was, that kid right over there was actually in my class, and we sat and we watched. And I said, see this guy right here? He he came through here at one point. He was a coach, and so we watched, we watched title time. Which I tell those people good. all the time. I had some of the best coaches. Oh, with, I mean. With, with Coach Pro. good. Coach Gross. Coach Clark. Coach Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't, I mean, he didn't coach me, though. He was it was good. Uh, I never got to move to the outside. I had to stay in the middle. Mm-hmm. It was good. A lot of fun. It was good. A lot of fun. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Coach. Thank guys, you coach. look, don't forget to subscribe to our other show, Triple Threat. All right, the season finale comes on, uh, I believe, next week. This is Man. the season finale, season six finale of Talk Go Home. We appreciate Coach and Josh coming on. 99 cents a month. It's not hard to subscribe. Go subscribe. Season seven is going to come soon. Next February, I believe, is when it's going to premiere, so stay tuned for that. Other than that, guys, don't forget you can talk. Or go home. Hey, is that door shut? Yes. All right, what microphones do we need to do?